Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. I'm Josh. This is episode number 33. And ladies and gentlemen, it's a big one. We're reviewing Tenet. Most anticipated movie of the year for at least one of us. Me. Possibly more. I mean, it's Christopher Nolan. What, What else is there to say? No, not a lot. Exactly. We're also reviewing I'm Thinking of Ending Things. For the indie darlings out there, this could be their most anticipated movie of the year. The Master, Charlie Kaufman. So we got two big features as well as some other stuff that we've been watching. So stay tuned for that. I watched some good movies this week. Really, really good movies I watched this <laughs> week. I was very happy. Well, one thing could be controversial. We'll talk about it. But yeah. Um, yeah, what's new? Anything? No. All right. <laughs> well, I mean, I had something and then it just floated out. All right. Well, we don't have to pad it out too much. I mean, I think this is yeah, going to be a packed episode. A so let's just get to the Bia. Bia. So it was my turn. And I uh, today I got another American Beauty, which we had an American Beauty before, which yes. was a pale Because Jacob loves to do repeat breweries. This and, is uh, not styles. a repeat because we <laughs> haven't had this before. Thank you. Repeat breweries, I said. Anyway, it was a, that was the one with the graham crackers or something. Yeah, so this one's not yeah. that. This one is a hazy IPA, New England IPA from Dogfish Head out of Milton, Delaware. Oh, New England. Yeah. And uh, let's go with what they say. This is their explanation. It's been a long, strange trip, and we're not about to stop now. After six years and four releases of American Beauty, we're back with an encore. Only this time, you haven't heard the melody. Together with the Grateful Dead, we're proud to introduce our latest collaborative iteration, American Beauty Hazy Ripple IPA. Inspired by the Grateful Dead beloved American Beauty album, American Beauty Hazy Ripple IPA is an unfiltered Indian pale ale brewed with spelt, an ancient heirloom grain that contributes earthy notes and a natural haze, and then dosed with a special yeast variety to extenuate hop aromatics the result is a psychedelic seven percent abv ale that's bursting with notes of tropical fruit and juicy citrus while the style call out lovingly references the fan favorite track ripple cool and that's actually even and that's the episode it's actually (laughs) even another description on the can but i mean it says it's just yeah it says the same exact thing you just read but that was much longer so it's probably yeah um so the beer that we first had was just called American Beauty. Yeah. I looked it up. Okay. American Beauty Pale So this is American Beauty Hazy, Hazy Ripple, Ripple IPA. <laughs> and this also is, must be their second batch or yearly or whatever. So on Untapped, when you check it in, make sure you do the 2020 brew. Oh, there's a 2020 version yeah. of this specific one? Yep. Cuckoo. So this is sitting at, looks like 7% ABV, 35 Word. IBU. Oop. Did we cover what the ripple? That's yeah, the it's the name of the song. Of the yes, song. okay. That inspired this collaboration. All right. Um, we've done hazy IPAs before, so yeah. Kind New of England's easy to drink, tastes great usually. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't hazy. had this one before, so saw that, wanted it. Yeah, usually Got very it. juicy. At this point, we've had how, so many different styles of beers. <laughs> and we've had more than a few hazy, so 
listen to those episodes if we go more in depth. But we Word. can try this. Are you ready? Yo. Let's do it. Instant nose. Mm. It's juicy. Smell it. I can't. I set up differently and I can't drink. <laughs> you I can't like drink it. Schnorte. Yum. That's definitely one of the juicier. That's That is like. It's like ooh. taking it's a bite into a fruit that doesn't exist. It's borderline <laughs> too juicy. Yeah, it is like that on the border. Yeah. I don't know. I think it flirts with the border, but it's on the right side of it. It's like a fruit beer, not an IPA. Wow, that is that might be the juiciest IPA I've ever had. Up there. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't like IPAs, you can there drink you this go. and you'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> I'd be yeah. Definitely. And it's seven percent, which is wild. Seven yeah. percent only thirty five IBUs, you mm-hmm. said? So Yeah. Yeah, that's not bitter at all. It doesn't have a hot bitterness to it. Nope. But yeah, I like it a lot actually. Mm. It's good. Mm. Easy drinker. Yeah, it is. Easy. So I guess I could pad out the beer section a little bit. I should tell Jacob about my experience with Sculpin. Oh, yeah. You had Sculpin from California? So I've had Sculpin, Habanero Sculpin, Grapefruit Sculpin. Okay, so I had Grapefruit Sculpin. Which used to be one of my favorites back when I first started drinking. So uh, really I only have it uh, the Perrin Grapefruit IPA to compare it to. Which is okay. It tastes it tastes a little bit better because it doesn't taste as I, like Sculpin is very IPA taste. Yeah, just, with just you know, a hint, right? Pineapple yeah, Sculpin. hint of grapefruit. So, nice one. Yep. I feel like IPA is a lot more. Go with Sculpin if you like fruit beers. Go with Perrin. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Sculpin bought these beers, put them in my fridge, and you know, like an hour later, I wanted one. It wasn't like super cold yet or anything, but whatever. I just drank it. The next, uh, this was so the next. It was two days later go back it's this was yesterday now go back to open another one crack it sprays everywhere just shoot (laughs) foam out just starts pouring i lost a third of the beer on my carpet and i was like what the hell i didn't shake it or anything what's going on so tried to look into it and i guess it's from temperature or something yeah right because it went but i've had tons of different kinds of beers in my fridge none of them have ever done that and i don't keep it like that temperature extra cold but it's all not, the other beers in there didn't do that it just it just has Isn't to do it, with it does that temperature i always have it if it's a beer that was like not like refrigerated at the place and it was just sitting there and then you go home and refrigerate it and then when you open it yeah that happens to me every time but that much lost a oh third yeah of the beer i remember i tried to chug it and then it just started like foaming out of my stomach and i'm like <sighs> yeah it's a bad that's, idea that's yeah that's not temperature though it's, I mean, you gotta think everything, it's pressurized already. So it's not gonna get increased pressure. Right, but here, but, but it's not but completely you said that, close. You said system, that it could right? be like Is a, it? you said that it could have been like a canning error. They over pressurized or over carbonated it. But the first beer that I had didn't do that. Yeah, but not every, like, not ev- it's not sequential order in terms of beers. Like, you could have, they could do a canning line and like, yeah, but what you're saying is like there's like that, but, that would have made it like a massive coincidence that the first one didn't do it and the subsequent how many did three you have, did. Though? I had one. No, like total. How many did you have? And then buy? the a next three. Yeah, I had six. Pack. The next three. Wait, the next three all did the same okay. thing. Okay, 
then that's the bad it, batch. Could it be that the yeast was still active? That's what I'm saying. So like if it's sitting out and warm for a while, like the yeast is still active, so it's still creating that carbon yeah. dioxide. And when you go to cold, it can't fit the no, carbon dioxide in yeast the is completely drink gone anymore. Out of it's not re. It's what not if there was some that got through though? I mean, it sunlight in the aluminum not, that, can. This is my hypothesis. <laughs> in the box, that's like inside it, of Horrocks. It created more carbon dioxide than could fit after you cooled it down again. Then it, that couldn't it fit something. in the liquid anymore, so it was pushing it might, up against the pressure. When you open it, you release the pressure, and because it couldn't hold that carbon dioxide anymore because it warmed up first and then the yeast was you can active. have you can have rampant yeast i remember bottles blowing up when i were hit grand river it could be wild yeast too right well no they wouldn't be able to get in there though no it's it's a clean system it's closed anyway no i meant just sitting on like the shelves oh no no, no. <laughs> i was just ready to blame ghosts shaking up my Might cans be. or something and putting them back and who's to say that that's not the case <laughs> Exactly. I think God will send you a sign. <laughs> He's yeah. like, you should drink less. Yeah, Here's right. two thirds of your beer instead. <laughs> but the best grapefruit, speaking of grapefruit IPAs, is Elvis juice. Elvis juice is the best grapefruit IPA. Elvis juice is amazing. That's grapefruit. So you have yeah. another beer to yeah. compare it to. Yeah. Compare it to. Elvis I, juice is I, the best. I never, like, I've bought those two in cans. I've never bought Elvis juice. I always get it just at the bar. So I never really, like, read like that much. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, Elvis juice. I know it's like a. Yeah, I was stuck on that one for a little bit. I kept getting it because it's just so good. Yeah, Brewdog is. Burns is good if you're on a beach or on a boat. Yeah, it's fine. That's that's probably the worst of the grapefruit IPAs I've had though. Yeah, but like I you said, it's like the least. Yeah, it tastes. I don't know, lighter for some reason. Oh, it is. But it's like five percent. Yeah. Yeah, but grapefruit just I mean, works lighter, so like, well tastes. with hops though. They're both that bitter. Well, you yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If I if I was to get like. An IPA, I would want like a stronger one, grapefruit. Parents, I like the blackberry because it's more of just like a fruit beer. Yeah, that's like, like a fruit. That's literally fruit beer. Yeah, it's so easy. All right, let's get into it. Um, I say we start with the big boy, Tenet. Is that good? Yeah. All right. So Tenet is written and directed by Christopher Nolan. Uh, stars John David Washington, Robert Pattinson, Elizabeth Debicki, and Kenneth Branagh. Let's take this into a clip. We all believe we'd run into the burning building. But until we feel that heat, we can never know. You do. You chose to die instead of giving up your colleagues. That test you passed? Not everybody does. Welcome to the afterlife. All right. <laughs> What'd you guys think of Tenet? Yeah. Wait, so, hold on. Time out. <laughs> you don't get to start. Good. We got Nolan Fanboy here. Yeah. I think Josh should start this one. Correct. Okay. Uh, no, we did see this in the theater. First yeah, movie actually, in the theater since we should March. talk about that real quick. So we all drove to the same theater on uh, different days, but we all drove to the same theater in Wauseon, Ohio, a little bit over an hour away from us just to see Tenet. And yeah, it was a Nolan movie you want to experience in the theater. So 
and we obviously we wanted to see it soon and not be spoiled and all that stuff. So we're like, we have to make the trip. Let's go do it. Wallacean, Ohio. And shout out to Wallacean. Shout out, shout out to Sky Cinema. Sky Cinema. Sky for Cinema. cheap tickets, cheap concessions, and the screen. I mean, that's their main theater, right? Theater One. The screen wasn't that bad. Sound was good too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I was just Anything? happy to be back in the theater. Jacob yeah. had it to himself, which was nice. Yeah. We had a couple people in ours, and there was really only one. I It could have been worse, those guys oh, in yeah. front. Oh, yeah. I don't know what they're... I don't know if that guy was, like, had some mental <laughs> issues They were just weird old people. Weird old like people. Like, they, they weren't whispering. Like, if they... He's like, oh, I dropped my pop or something. <laughs> yeah, like, they would just be like talking full at full. Oh, dropped my pop. And then there's that part in the movie where he's counting down. He's like, three, oh, yeah, two. And then the guy's like, two. One. He's he's counting guy. with him. Yeah, and the movie says one like a second after he does. Yeah, he fucked it up. <laughs> he didn't even get the sound. Because he's like, yeah, you can't quote a movie you've never seen, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But. Okay. Anyway, yeah, saw it in theater, so. It I is didn't a Nolan see your guys' scores or anything either, so I'm interested in seeing what you guys thought. This oh, is a Nolan good. film. Yeah. Um, so you have to see it in theater. Especially with my boy at the, at the helm of the cinematography. Hoyt. Hoyt Van Hoytema. My boy. Um, I did thoroughly enjoy it. Um, it is lower on the charts in terms of Nolan. I don't think that has necessarily to do with the concept or the anything of like the direction. I just think it has to do with like more executional or like I just think it's higher thinking than it, the vast majority of people are going to even be able to remotely comprehend like the inner workings and everything of this whole like we watched a video after Kyle was watching this dude had like this flow chart that was like (laughs) huge of like timelines timelines and it's like Nolan just does these highly highly conceptual cerebral movies that have up to this point not been too cerebral but this one might be fringe like to the point where a lot of people probably won't enjoy it because it is too much, I guess. And, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think that takes away from it. I think, like, to say that this isn't a good Nolan film is like, it's still like a really, really good film. And it's like, like we just, I feel like with Nolan or like any great director, you put them on a pedestal, and if they have something that's like not up to their standards, where people are like, oh, like bash it more or something like if if we a different name was in the director like it probably would have not gotten as much flack or i guess not flack but the ratings would be would have been higher but yeah it's tough to separate art from the artist when they become as big as nolan right yeah so um i feel that but i also do feel like he should be held to a higher standard yeah yeah i'm not saying i'm not saying that he shouldn't be either but I'm saying that because like, yeah, I I definitely think that's true. Like if you have some random director I've never heard of and they did a movie like that, it would be pretty. And you're like that concept. You're like, well, yeah, that would be pretty impressive. But like that's why, like, I always try to keep ratings the same, like uh, uh, judging based off the same criteria and having Mm -hmm. the same standards. Because, you know, if if a no name director did something like this, I would I would be like try to be fair as possible and say, well, yeah, these things are still problems. And even if it's Nolan or whoever, yeah, you know, I think 
where I would have landed on it wouldn't have been that much different, but it would have been a little bit higher. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Right. Um, I hear a lot of things about sound mixing and I I didn't catch anything that was like bad, but I don't know if the theater was like, they like had it turned down. No, so it's, feel the like peop- it's the people mix. People were like talking about how like loud and like I couldn't hear the voices a lot. There was a lot of dialogue that I lost. Yeah, I, I couldn't. Hear, I just thought, like I was missing my subtitles. Yeah, I thought the yeah. dialogue that I missed were the accents when people were talking in accent, like anything that um, John David Washington said. I didn't lose any of that. But like when Aaron fucking what's his face character? Oh, Aaron Joy. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. I know you're talking about, him, but now you're like he's from Godzilla. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Anyway, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Taylor Johnson. I knew it was hyphenated. Um, his character <laughs> was like Australian or British, mm-hmm. and his was like when it was like the the noises were loud. Like his dialogue, I felt like I got lost, but everyone else, I didn't really lose anything. I there was even parts with. John David Washington that I lost, but yeah, we can get into that like as a specific later. Yeah, just keep it general for now. Right. I'm just hoping. Yeah. For okay, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah. For initial. Okay. Uh, do you want to go or do you? Want yeah. Me to go? I mean, I'll be happy because I feel I don't know what you guys get gave it, but uh-huh. I feel like it's probably higher than me. I feel like I'm on the low, and yeah, I I still like this movie. But I thought this was the first time that I watched a Nolan movie. I'm like, okay, this is pretentious. Like, I just felt like the story, while it was like insane, the amount of thinking that would have been involved in doing like the whole time thing that it did, I still felt like the actual objective or the point of the whole movie was extremely basic. So it's like you, you instill like, put injected this like really cool time warping thing but really the story at the end of the day was so basic it was just a like if if it didn't have the time part it wouldn't even be a good movie that that's the only thing that elevated to me i don't think anyone really stood out like the acting was not amazing throughout the editing was pretty amazing at parts the special effects were great. I want to know how they did a lot of the effects in it. But editing you too. take out that time, just that time part, which I feel was like unnecessary, honestly. Cool. Really cool, but unnecessary. And there was just, it felt very bare bones, like a regular action movie that had cool stuff versus like Nolan's other films, minus Batman, I guess, were more cerebral to me they they left me thinking in a good way like there's a movie where like you i can get confused you know and that's perfectly fine i love that if i have to like think about it stew on it like work out my analysis what i think is happening look up analysis for it but this movie i'm just like had to look i'm like i have no idea what was even the point of anything and i looked it up i'm like yeah okay i see where the time what things were happening but the actual overarching thing that like objective was weak. So yeah, I mean, I still liked it, but for Nolan, yeah, I was really disappointed. 
This is. I think this was like Nolan's. I think this was his worst film. Well, uh, that I've seen. I haven't seen the following, right. but of all the movies I've seen, following's pretty good. Yeah, that's the only one I haven't so. seen. I think because I've seen Memento up mm-hmm. onward. Like this was the weakest film. Good. But that's his first movie too, and you're comparing it to his tenth movie now. I mean, that's a problem. If his first movie is better than his tenth, but <laughs> I don't think that. I think this was just the first time Nolan kind of was. I don't know. In his own. This was what he. Well, well this is what I can people have been what begging I, him to do, like a spy, espionage movie. So yeah. this is him appeasing people, but, That's but also keeping in his his realm. Okay, but there's there's problems that are outside of the genre, outside of the um, concept, all of those things. So I liked it uh, quite a bit, and I think the concept is, like, amazing, right? I love the concept. Uh, it's just the... It's just the plot, like like you said. If you take away the time element, what is what is really there, right? So I love the concept of it, but like the motivation of Kenneth Branagh in it, like it's kind of just like mustache twirling evil, yeah. Instead of like something that really made sense, like maybe I mean even having him, I don't know, get paid off or or go through some kind of trauma to, like want this revenge or whatever like that it felt like that motivation was so weak yeah and he was literally like you're saying just he was evil to be evil right like i love how the scientist that invented it was compared to like oppenheimer and stuff like there's all these great connections and then it's just like his him himself was just so like bland yeah and like mustache twirling and like he's dying of cancer right so he so wants to end the world and that just so weak like yeah it just didn't really fit so that's like the main problem and then you get into like everything else so when you're comparing it to other nolan films a lot of people have said uh like in the past that nolan has had a problem with like getting invested in characters and stuff and like really having like emotion in his movies which i never felt was that fair of a criticism because i always thought there was at least at least one or two characters to cling on to and that really brought like some emotion to the movie. Obviously, Interstellar is a big example. Yeah. Um, Prestige. Leo's Leo's character in uh, Inception, like that movie, has probably the least amount of like emotionally driven characters. But like him and Mal's relationship in that movie is at least there's at least more. I would think Dunkirk is more muted than that. Dunkirk, you have to kind of think of like each character doesn't have mo- uh, like emotion, but it's kind of like the emotion of the whole country comes through. Yeah. So there is there's even more in Dunkirk, but yeah, I know what you're saying by by the characters themselves they don't feel that. Yeah. But there is I still feel like there's more in Dunkirk. Like in this movie you there literally is none. Like no nothing there emotionally to like cling on to. It they was, I think they tried yeah. to do something with John David Washington and Elizabeth Debicki, but I didn't feel that. I didn't really feel that much for them. Yeah. So, I didn't really care about any of the characters. Yeah. And the, this is the first time I felt that criticism yeah. of a Nolan movie, which is, you know, sad, but that's, a, that was a big problem also. And then the last thing I think that was like one of the most, one of the major problems, oh, I just had it in my, the tip of my brain. Shit. I'll think of it. Okay. But yeah, I liked a lot of like the shots, obviously Hoyt brought it. Yeah. Um, I, 
I thought the score at first was like so bland, like Zimmer. It was Zimmer, man. <laughs> like, yeah. It wasn't and it was, Zimmer. It wasn't Zimmer. It, it sounded like, like him. Yeah, though, it's just yeah. a complete knockoff of Zimmer, and yeah. it sounded like so many other Nolan films. So it kind of came around in the second half, but I'm still like split 50 50 on the score. And then. Well, it was too loud, too, at parts. See, I didn't think yeah. it was that loud. And I do think the mix was a problem. But anyway, that's, that's just like a, everybody's complaining about that. And then. Uh, one of the best things, obviously, is the effects because so much of them are practical. So oh, much. Yeah, are those practical. were insane. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I want to know how they did some of the ones. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really interested. I want to see it like a uh, behind the scenes on this. Yeah. There's more that I that will come to my head when we talk about it. But if those are all of our general thoughts, let's say from now on we can talk about anything we want. And if there's spoilers, just I'll be say aware. The general thoughts now. were a little, little spoily. Mm. A couple of them. I mean, him dying of cancer. Yeah. Bleep it out. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it's not like, a, not like a big thing, but. Okay. I mean, I didn't know that until. I mean, that's not really revealed until. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> yeah, the but the movie. when it's revealed, I'm like, okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I thought it was cool because he was going, he was building all these, those time things in all these different places doing so much radiation that he gave himself cancer because he was doing it so much. He got cancer from the fir- from the initial scene of digging up right. that, not the from building the time thing. Whatever. The MacGuffin, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, the giant wizard stick. I'm like, what <laughs> is the point of this? I still don't know. Like, when I looked at later, I, the point of the movie, I guess, was the future was attacking the past because of, of their climate warming. change. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like... I didn't get that. There's like one line in there about that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't get that at all. I got this guy is evil guy. He's going to die. So he's like, why not kill everything that exists? Yeah. Which even weakens the motivation there because you're like, well, yeah, maybe we should kill us. Like, I mean, yeah, global warming is a problem. We're not, we're like so head in the sand about it. Yeah. Sure. Kill us. Well, my view on it is that humanity always will work it out when it becomes a problem that everyone can't ignore anymore. Right. It's like a lot of people well, like know it's a problem. Scientists all know it's a problem, but until it's actually like, you know, like fires in California, Oh, it's a real thing. Okay. Maybe we should do something and then we'll figure it out. Yeah. I'm not a doomsday believer in it. I know when it gets bad, then we'll fix it. We get better. Yeah. We'll okay, fix it. So I guess I think my biggest question right away from walking out is, the, that one video did explain it, but they invert time. Yeah. So one is going forward and one is going and one person is moving forward, but time is going the opposite direction. So they're going in the opposite direction of time. How do they time travel? The, the one guy said he they have to stay in real time until they get all the way back to where they want to go. Aaron? No, they never say it in the movie, I don't think. Oh, the guy in the video said that they would just stay in real time until they get back to where they want to go. And that's how the time travel element would work. But that doesn't make any sense, right? I mean, they never, like, stopped going back. Like, he started, he was going back and he okay, kept so going back. The, that video brought up more questions because, theoretically, Neil is supposed to be Max. So if, he, if Neil time travels to when he is seven or eight... He's he just lives in inverse time for that long, not touching anybody, not breathing in regular air, not right. Like, exactly. 
I guess so where is the, the time travel element like and he and if i'm correct me if i'm wrong but kenneth Branagh's character he leaves that stuff when he opens the container like it's a note from himself isn't it he leaves that doesn't he i'd have to watch it again i would have I okay uh, i i thought at first when he found that container in when he was digging up the material or whatever i mm-hmm. thought that was like he had left a message for himself for himself but i guess that was the message from the future maybe or some for someone else now yeah. you're thinking I don't know. like the future yeah now you're thinking different what are the line but there are but linear but there yeah. are elements of there are elements of ta- of instances where they would have to actually travel longer times than would allow like for an action tank right yeah I mean, how I told you, I was like pretty much completely confused at the end of this movie and not in a good way. It was just like, yeah, I'm confused with the time of what happened, but I, the, I'm not confused about the story. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I know some stuff is going to get cleared up on a second watch and I can't wait to watch it again. Yeah, it definitely. But there are like basic elements that are just still like, don't, don't work for me. What I would like to know is, so what was the bad about the plutonium? And the algorithm and whatever the staff the algorithm was. was what would when the algorithm comes together, they it's a way that they can inverse the world instead of just like one person or an item. They can in, she can inverse the entire earth, so everything yeah, I mean, would just all our cells uh, would die right away. Everything would die. Yeah. Okay, and but the person who invented it went inversely into time, right, to put them in random spots in time, so that. It would be harder to find, right? Something like that. Uh, she split it up. So there's nine pieces of it. Yeah. And the way that she hid it was... So that's another element. Is She's from the future and she hid it into the past. Yeah. So she would have had to She would have had to inverse through time A all the way back to when time. Kenneth Branagh was 25 or whatever, however old he is in that scene. Yeah. That's like 30 years. So she just How does that possible? I don't get that. Okay, anyway, but she hides those things in radioactive sites because she thinks that nobody's going to go there. Mm-hmm. But then the Cold War ends or and they do go the there. Yeah. 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 But she's from the future. How would she know when she already know that? Because it would have already happened, right? Right. <laughs> so... She so yeah, that's. <laughs> so, she hit it. Be- oh, at, that was my other thing. I mean, the entire thing. Uh, Robert Pattinson sites. like broke, right? Like he broke the whole movie for me when he was like, you know, whatever happens, no, happens. Was- and, it, and then it was like, don't you? Doesn't if we're still here, doesn't that mean we Keep succeeded? Going. Keep going. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Okay. So my other big problem is that his other movies always leave you with like lingering questions of of pondering a lot of things, right? Whether it's yeah. time, existence. All of these things. Dreams. Yeah, like uh, Prestige, where he, you know, literally clones himself and he kills himself. Like, just this uh, ethical question of, like, is this ethical or whatever? And then there's. The top. Yeah, Interstellar. Yeah, the top. Inception, things like that. Yeah. And then this, he says, you know, whatever happens, happens. And, like, there could have been, like, a really great element where, you know, how he lays out when they're trying to go to sleep, he lays out, well, this is one theory and this is one theory. And he could have the movie could have made you think about that a lot more like which do you believe in or what is happening in this film? You know, what theory do you follow the basically the multiverse or whatever is happening is going to happen and you can't stop it. Exactly. You know, but it doesn't. He just says, you know, whatever happens. happens. So that means it like from then on they're alive. Yeah. So they succeeded. 
Right. So like the rest didn't matter to me because they, I knew they succeeded. Right. So I watched them succeed and I'm like, yep. Okay. <laughs> so they did. So it literally just showed. Yeah. So from that point on was pointless because you already knew they made it. Uh, yeah. Well, it doesn't make it pointless. I mean, well, it made it, just, it pointless in retrospect because yeah, like but, maybe they could have changed it and that wasn't actually what happened, but they didn't. But they kept strong like, with that closed loop. Like multiple, there's multiple timelines going on at the same exact time. But there isn't though, really. Yeah, you see Neil's character like three different times in three different time zones. He's one, saying that he's one dead. character, one person exists in the same timeline. That Neil is, is in, if you see yourself, you're in the same timeline. As yeah. Yourself. yeah, but there's also he's like in another timeline because he's there's a he's like dead in one scene and then he's driving the other tr- he's driving the truck he's like going back and forth. Well, he did it like, like multiple times multiple in times. that one scene, right? Whereas everyone else only did it once, right? Because he did that already. Yeah. Yeah, I. It's just like I said, that stuff can be cleared up like with multiple viewings but it still doesn't change the fact that it's not going to leave me like pondering or thinking there's nothing like his more other to think about yeah. or like get, really get more invested in those characters that's probably not going to change just like some big things like that you know like as a spy and espionage movie it's great you know and like with those with those things cleared up in my head like plot elements cleared up in my head and just the action and the fun of it it will always be great, but it's not going to be amazing or masterful ever because it's missing so many elements. Because there's like multiple it, rewatches like isn't going to change. Yeah. yeah, those things. Yeah. But it sounds like we're bashing a lot. Do you want to talk about good things? Oh, I've already said like the special effects and stuff. When he first goes in verse in a time, and like they talk about the wind and whatever, which I kind of didn't like how everything was just all right. These are all the rules. Bye. And then it was like, oh, they brought in uh, what's her name? Like a big actress. Yeah. She's like just she, her name. I think her character name is Exposition. Um, <laughs> it's like so you know the rules really quick. Yeah, it's that French actress from, isn't it? From uh, she just she worked with Tarantino a couple times. Anyway, keep talking. I'll yeah. So when he first does that, and then you know you see the weird like how he runs and stuff. I'm like, how did they do that? Did they film this entire thing in reverse and I then played it so. forward? Oh, Clemence so. Posey. Not not Tarantino. She's from um Harry Potter. You oh. should have known her. Yeah, so that's oh, what I thought you were talking I don't about. Know. Um was she the same lady that that was suiting him up? Like to tell yeah. him like fire means Yeah. Ice. Mm. Yeah, the no. one who gave no, him no. all the like rules right before he inversed the first time. Yeah. That that's the scientist. The one the one is uh in Tenet, though. The military lady. I don't think that's the same. It was girl. military. Yeah, that's what I'm you're talking about. about the military. Scene. He's talking about the first bullet scene. I'm talking about the bullet scene where he dro- Yeah, where he's dropping it. And she's like, you have to catch it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Her, that she which, was I, that I was an exposition. Was, see, dump. I was thinking, I was like, what do you mean a big character? Yeah, I didn't yeah, think yeah. she was anyone. Yeah, that whole part. Which what was the point of that part anyway? I don't know. Just to introduce you because to they the never. Rules. That was cool <laughs> to me when they start using that. I'm like, oh, so now he's gonna have to think, like, I'm reversing the shot this time in order to get the shot to reverse but no it wasn't it's just it already happened in reverse 
And then yeah, that just was get to that was another it. thing. Is like I thought that he was gonna have to like use it cleverly, like to be able to change things. But yes. you really just kind of watch it play out. No, like, it's yeah, already, it already happened. happened. You're just watching yeah. it play out. Now. So I'm like, what was the point of that scene at all then? Yeah, like to show because yeah, that part didn't. Yeah, just that, it, <laughs> that in, that because that part never happened in forward, right? It entered. where he dropped it, right? So that made it cooler to me. I'm like, oh, oh, there's like, and then it wasn't like that at all. It's like they completely changed the rule. Well, after the bullets that. were. Inverted. The objects he were inverted, yeah. And the right. glove was inverted. Right. But he you actually weren't inverted yet. So that's why you didn't yeah. actually make Yeah, and I thought movement. that was a cooler idea because then I'm like, oh. Yeah, but then you get They have to think of these rever- reverse like things in a forward motion, but you never really have to think that because it already happened and it just, you see both sides. I think when he went into inverted world, though, that's when everything... Well, then he was forward again. The thing though. is, the thing I wish backwards. they would have stuck with is like, why talk about inverting the objects? I wish they just would have stuck with inverting the people because yeah. like the objects just exactly. kind of like was. What was confusing. the point of that? Yeah, yeah. just because they never used describing that. because all the people who actually use inverted stuff like, were people person, who are in inverted time. If a person time. goes through the turnstile with a gun and bullets in on them, those are also obviously inverted. So the same actions play out when they shoot it the same thing when they go back it'll reverse so there's no you don't really yeah i, I agree i don't think you really need you didn't need that you don't really need the thing of of uh the objects but it, the thing it does set up which i just remembered is um when they break into oslo they think that there's going to be inverted ammunition there mm-hmm. you know yeah he's like oh i thought we were just gonna find case of bullets or whatever and the picture hmm. but they find more anyway yeah but it was a lot i they could have done more with that i feel like though yeah i, I mean a lot of it is just like i like the structure how i like the structure of they go from set piece to set piece and then it turns around and goes the opposite direction i like that but there's all like the minutiae like yeah it i think it should have been longer and yeah. like had more this movie yeah, had Oh yeah, I wish it was at least three hours. Not like exposition, but like you know, better writing to get us to get us to understand these things more. Without I feel literally like a lot of just stuff telling was rushed. Us what I want to watch the extended cut. I know, you know I want there to be a director's be. cut director's with a fixed cut, yeah. with a fixed sound mix. I guarantee when it comes out and yeah, it'll well, be well look at all the critiques fixed. and stuff, they're yeah. gonna fix that. Yeah, yeah he will. you can do that easily yeah. in post, like yeah. Like the time parts were so impressive and like the thought that would have had to go into the making those scenes and like the movie was cool. But again, you just strip that away and it's like it's just a generic movie. Well, that's why I said like as a spy and espionage movie, it's awesome because my favorite things were like was like obviously the breaking in Oslo, the plane crash, um, the scene in the Mumbai when they're the, flying the, up. Yeah, the Mumbai, the uh the highway scene obviously yeah. was awesome. Yeah, it was. Um, that was very Nolan esque. Yeah. Like, I need yeah. three big trucks and one's got to be a fire truck. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. <laughs> I mean, he always is. Yeah, you can tell it's. Yeah, so his style. I mean, the whole movie is fingerprints all over it. But yeah, those scenes were awesome. I don't. And then it got to like Inception territory again when the the final scene was like the ski scene from Inception, just like totally out there and like okay, this doesn't really fit. I thought that last like battle scene was just like too much i, I hated that battle scene. yeah i didn't because i i just had no idea what was happening yeah oh, i oh. like the part with with neil going back having yeah. to go back multiple times and like fix things but it got so 
confusing. confusing. Yes. Like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, what the fuck is happening? Like the blue red team. I'm like, okay, I have no idea what is happening. Right yeah. Now. It's almost like he had to add that element also like to make sure like he, it, here's, this is for you audience. If you're too, you can't find, or you can't figure it out. Blue is going forward. Red's going yeah. backwards. Here it is well, in color. That's why I felt like this was the first time I felt like it was pretentious versus just him doing his thing. Like yeah. it was like, he just was like, I am so good. I'm just going to do this insanely convoluted thing, but it's still a basic movie. Maybe right. we, oh, we might have figured out what the secret sauce is. He's missing somebody. Who? Jonathan. I was going to say his brother. He's missing his brother. Maybe he, I, maybe he's the person. Nolan comes up with a crazy concept and Jonathan is he, the He's like, is okay, a, let's make it. Jonathan's no, I, the writer. When I saw the writing credits, I didn't see Jonathan. It honestly made sense to me. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Because you're missing one, an element. Like, Yeah, there is something missing. Because, yeah, Nolan has like these amazing ideas and concepts, but maybe he just can't put them together. Like we we're listening to just the first 40 minutes of Film Junk, and I think that's what they said was wrapped it up perfectly was like that he... Uh, and in when he watches it, all of these things make sense perfectly to him because he came up with it, you know, and he yeah. wrote it. But like to everybody else, it's just a little bit too much convoluted. Yeah, convoluted. And Even for me, and I like that kind something. of. I just want like, him. Like I want him to sit down and explain it. I feel like it would be like. But that's what I'm saying. Is like rewatching it, you're not gonna get. There's nothing more really to grab. You like might. you'll understand more of it for sure. But I'm saying, unless there's an extended cut, it's not going to feel. It's not gonna feel as natural or come as natural. The only reason you're understanding it is from either looking it up or, you know, multiple, multiple rewatches. But I also really, the, during that war scene, I hated the whole part with the guy kept missing the thing, trying to grab it. Oh, (laughs) I'm like, Oh my God. Like, come on. That's so cheesy. Like he misses it that many times. Like, yeah, I mean, every movie has that, but not Nolan doesn't need to do that though. <laughs> he doesn't go for the cliches. Yeah, he doesn't need to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um actually Dunkirk wasn't him either. Well that's not very No, weird. I know. I know I knew that, but Interstellar was Yeah. That's but Dunkirk wasn't like a high concept movie. No, yeah. right. That's what you know. There right. was a little bit of time manipulation, but not really. Um as far as uh openings too, this was another thing I was thinking about. Again, compared to just his other filmography. Nolan has like the best openings in films you can think of yeah. like Dark Knight, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. What was the other one I was thinking of? Inception, the opening when he's in, um, what's that guy's name? Miyamoto. Out of minute, mess it up. The guy, uh, the Japanese guy's mind. He's in his dream. And then, you know, with the, they're in the temple and the water comes rushing in and they're, they have to get escape. I haven't seen this, that movie Inception. in so long. Yeah. Well, that's the Japanese opening to it. Ken Watanabe. <laughs> yeah, Ken, yeah, it's him. Is it him? Yeah, oh. Ken Watanabe. There you go. They're in his dream, and yeah, the water comes rushing in, and yeah, like that opening. God, there's just so many good ones, and this one, like, it was, it was trying to go for that. I feel like, but I didn't. It didn't have that punch to it. You know? I thought it, I love the opening. Maybe on a rewatch, it'll go up because you understand what's happening. Like you know everything that's that's going on, but I I still don't feel like it was. See when as I rewatch impactful. it, because I will, I s- will enjoy the time parts more because I'll get more what's happening. But at the end of it, the main objective and everything is still so weak that mm-hmm. it's like yeah, that that time part was the coolest part, but I felt like that was all I had going for it. Really, right. was that the time part was so complex and like cool. But like, you know, prisoner Asquand. 
Yeah, I almost wish it was like more like leaned into just that very cliche nine uh, espionage thriller uh, or spy movie of like there's an organization that wants to bring these together and they're only not going to use it if the government pays money or whatever. Like, you know, they hold the world for ransom, something like that. Like, yeah, it's corny, but it's almost a better motivation than, oh, I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm going to kill everybody. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I think there's like deeper seated issues of. And I felt like it wanted to make you just hate him too. Like if it was it, maybe you could have felt some compassion or something. But you don't. They just like, here, let me beat a woman and stuff. You're going to hate me. You know, like. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. He was just bad, bad. Yeah. Mustache rolling villain. Yeah. Villain. But yeah. So special effects. Amazing. <laughs> Cinematography. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean. I'm there so was mixed an- on the score, but I, I think I liked it overall and what they do. So <clears throat> special effects from what I know was mostly practical and all of the effects, if you're talking about inverse time is just like reverse photography. So like it's literally just it them filming it, it forward and yeah. then reversing it. Yeah. Uh, but it looks a couple so good scenes, though. couple of scenes, I think they filmed it backward and then played it for like, like when, like he, when he was first learning how to run, I think he was actually running backward. Because mm. that's the what I was wondering. Of his running. That's what I thought they were doing. I so, thought they were doing it backwards, and then like for those that specifically also, yeah. and then pushing that one forward. But like but the boats and stuff, actually backward. Yeah, it was backward. Like but maybe actually, not. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think know. it was because I was like, but none of it was in a lot of it, it was all like filmed pra- one way yeah. and reversed or yes, something. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, so it looked great. Yeah. Yeah, it looked great. Yeah, I mean, none of the effects. All the special as, effects as, were. Yeah. yeah, there was nothing bad. Visual effects, special effects he, looked the amazing. The biggest scene when he crashed, when they crashed the plane, he actually crashed a yeah, plane a, into yeah. a building. Yeah, no. That was all real. Special <laughs> effects, there was nothing bad. That's insane. The awesome. I love the money the, to do that. I love the um, break-in scene where they had, like, I love that kind of like where he, um, Neil scouted the place. It was like sprinkler system. And he's yeah. like asking like that, like really cool spy. Yeah. Yeah. Like infiltration. Yeah. It's like a high school. Oh, movie. Yeah, those, yeah. those are like the best parts of high school yeah. movies, you know, and that's they, my favorite part. And that's like the free yeah. port or whatever. Freeport. Freeport yeah. yeah. Which is a real thing. Mm. Is it? Yeah. Well, it's Nolan. So he probably wouldn't make it up. It's yeah. a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for a rewatch. I, I, I think it could go up, but again, it's never going to be top tier Nolan. It's never no. going to be, an amazing movie or a masterpiece or anything like that. I think it, you could grow to like it or love it, but again, only as a high concept spy movie. Cause that's what it, what is. it is. Yeah. It's never going to have like, it's never going to have all of the elements like interstellar has high concept no. emotion, you know, characters interstellar is like no one, probably no one's best film. I love interstellar. I love, Some people are still I hating love on it, but they need to come around. I just don't know how you and Dark Knight like <laughs> Interstellar is just a complete. I don't know where package, people yeah. can can find it, like how you can bitch about that movie. <laughs> like anytime I've looked at something, I'm like, what is it that people will hate? I guess I never there's look. like one thing in particular. That I they think there's w- the one thing I, uh, I thought was like I the relationship like, between yeah, the daughter and yeah. Yeah, that's like the biggest problem that I see a lot, like the corniness too of like love. You know how love is intertwined, but uh, 
don't know. I think it makes it more of like a human. Yeah, and piece. that's where that's one that's of what that's he's trying to go for. His most emotional movie probably yeah. is Interstellar too. But it still has that high concept and yeah, best. And Hans Zimmer's oh, the score, score is amazing. I could listen to that score all day. <laughs> you have yeah. you haven't I'm saving it, it again. yeah for the rewatch. Okay, uh, anything else to say on Tenet? I mean, it's definitely worth else. a watch. But you don't have to drive an hour to see it. I guess I wait, you could wait if you want to go see it. I would not drive an hour to go see it again. I will. I definitely want to rewatch it. I definitely will watch it. Again. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'd actually, I actually part of the reason I don't want to drive an hour to see it is because I don't want to drive an hour to see it to miss so much dialogue. again. I want to rent this or own this when it comes out. Subtitles. So, I can, so my next <laughs> movie I can watch on with subtitles. So that way I can catch every little thing. If I have to rewind it, I can do that. I can, Cause you know, especially with a time. movie this confusing, I wanted to see all the words. Cause I thought I'm like, is it because I just don't understand what's happening or is it because I'm missing what they're saying? Right. And it would have explained it better. And I would have never, never been that confused. I mean, obviously you'll be a little confused. It's Nolan, but more yeah. rewardingly confused, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely go see it. I mean, you have to, it's it's Christopher Nolan. I mean, uh, it, it's better to see it now too, rather than like at the end of the year, because it's a movie that you need to see two or three times, especially if you're a person that wants to do any kind of end of year list or compilation or whatever. Film editing, maybe yeah. Oscar. Special visual effect. The visual effects, effects definitely. I mean, it probably could be nominated for a lot because what else has come out this year? Yeah, I know. It's not, that's not like it has much. Competition. I mean, yeah, it might fucking sweep some shit up. Yeah. <laughs> But that's not gonna win for sound mixing. Um, all right, let's let's rate this bad boy. You want to go in order that we started? Yeah, go ahead. Sure. You give it a four star. I give it a three. And I gave it a three point five. All right, let's move on. So when we decided this, we only decided this because it's Charlie Kaufman and we wanted to watch his movie. I did not know how much of a double bill it would be, or how good of a double bill it would be with Tenet. But yeah, high both uh, both high concept mindfuck movies. Uh, one of them you might think is playing with time. You're not sure, but yeah, definitely uh, definitely more abstract and obscure. So the next featured review is I'm thinking of ending things, and this is written and directed by Charlie Kaufman and based on the book by Ian Reed. It stars Jesse Buckley, Jesse Plemons, Tony Collette, and David Thewlis. So let's take a listen to a clip. Mm. Mm. I mean, they're pretty, but I don't see how it's supposed to make me feel something. If there's not a person in them feeling something, if there's not a person in them feeling sad or joyous or whatever other emotion you said. Well, maybe think of yourself as the person looking out at the scene. Well, I'd have to see me in them. Well, if you were there, you wouldn't see yourself, right? Well, I would if I looked down. I'm not a ghost. Okay, plot synopsis reads, Full of misgivings, a young woman travels with her new boyfriend to his parents' secluded farm. Upon arriving, she comes to question everything she thought she knew about him and herself. What did you guys think of I'm Thinking of Ending Things? So, I loved it. But, <laughs> I I loved it for so many reasons. Like, just separately from the story itself. I mean, I thought... Acting was great. I thought cinematography was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I loved the idea of it. And even the, especially the car scenes. Like, yeah. 
We're so strong. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is Coffin's Wheelhouse writing, obviously, but the writing and dialogue is amazing. So good. Yeah. So good. Like I loved all the exchanges between like every character. And I felt like this is a movie where it was like everything that was said had a purpose. But mm. I that's why I need to like rewatch it more because I'm I'm sure I miss stuff. I the only thing that maybe I could even bring it down a little bit, I guess, was the end. And I loved the ending. But I felt like tonally it kind of shifted what I thought it was going to a completely more, I guess, understandable thing, which is fine. But you thought it was more understandable by the end. In the fa- no, I thought that okay, it's hard. How can I explain this better? I think both were confusing. Like all the acts together were all equally confusing. Mm-hmm. But I felt like the ending gave me a more complete, like oh, I see where it's going for just in itself for the rest of the story. Whereas I felt like the rest of the story, I'm like, okay, where is this going? Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For me, I mean, I'll see what you guys say, but for me, the ending more solidified the story for me. Okay. Yeah. But I, I mean, I really liked it. Yeah. The style's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, this movie is very frustrating. Because it was really strong at points, and then it was really bad at points. And I didn't... Bad in what way? I thought the actual... I thought the conversations were too long-winded, and I felt like the exposition was... Or the the communication was trying too hard to be like... Like, trying too hard to sound like a textbook, or like a... Like it sounded it be like, like a, metaphorical. And it was like, way too metaphorical, yeah. and like every they didn't say a sentence without comparing it to some book or some poem, or, or, or yeah. book or poem, or even like science, like art, yeah, or or just like a uh, it's like a mosquito bite, like you know, like just me- it's always metaphorical. And it was just like so like draining. I felt like yeah, and the runtime oh, was, was too long. It was like mm-hmm. two and fifteen, and it was like. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, just the long-winded scenes, like the the scenes that were like shorter, like the the dinner scene. I love that. That was so good. That yeah. scene was awesome. But like, yeah, the lead up to that, and like, I don't know. It just like every time I thought it was gonna get like like wow me, it just fell short. That's and yeah. I wanted. I really like started off really really strong, but it just kind of. When I found out the reveal, I don't. I think it kind of hurt it for me. See, that's what I was. I liked it, and I liked the whole. Yeah, movie, but my but reveal was. I feel like I found out before you found out. Maybe, I guess we'll get into that later. And then after yeah. I found out that it was just kind of like, I don't know, try hard. Hmm. Okay, I loved it. I think. That this easily could go up on a rewatch. It's another movie that we need to rewatch right away as soon as possible. Yeah, this one I I could. Yeah, I will yeah. rewatch this very soon. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I think the movie has one, a definite, a for sure meaning, right? So it is. There are. I know what you're saying. There's. I feel like there's a lot of unanswered things too, and just like weird details that are there. That might make sense on a rewatch, but on the first watch, even after realizing what it was trying to say, I feel like we're just there 
for the sake of being yeah, weird and I feel or like even on a rewatch, it wouldn't like right. There was and some of those things that you wouldn't be, be like there wouldn't I wouldn't get any more out of it. Yes, that's exactly why I said I need to rewatch it because I felt like everything they were saying had something some meaning and like you were saying it's like so many yeah, metaphors don't, and i don't want to have to have you. like rap genius next to it like like yeah. reading lyrics and why those lyrics mean this i don't want yeah but, but that it, can like, be rewarding too right so yeah but here's the it's difference. too much here's the difference let's look at two films tenet and i'm thinking of ending things okay and i'm thinking of ending things you can have those things and if you know what the movie is you can forgive a lot of them because this is all idealized imagery from someone's head and memories. It's basically a dream. So that's why it's so surreal. So a lot of those things don't even matter. In Tenet, if you have those things, this is grounded, supposed to be based in a heart, you know, reality. All of these things are supposed to make sense. So when things don't start adding up, you're like, okay, that's a that's a mistake. A mistake. A check, yeah. you know, check in the in the mistake column. Where this, these things, it's like something small. Like, why is the dog? Why does the dog constantly shake? Like, shake, shake itself dry. It just keeps shaking I itself loved dry. That. <laughs> yeah, it's such like a weird detail that probably has nothing to do with. You know, there's a lot of things that the movie's going for. It's a detail that I can't think connects to anything that the movie's trying to say thematically. But it's just a weird, surreal detail. I think it's to just make it more dreamlike. I guess that's what I'm saying. Is yeah, so yeah but they did it mul- almost like twice like, or two or three. T- exactly. Right, yeah, because so it is... So I think that there obviously has to be a meaning for it. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like I can go back to this and it will be rewarding to re- watch it again because there's so much I missed. Like, I, I feel like I can gain more out of this on a rewatch because there's so many things that are, like, left out there that you just... There's no way you can get everything. There's so many little things to this movie. Versus, like, Tenet, the main story is that. And that's it. You know, like, I don't feel like there's I mean, much is, more I can gain from it. Just a, I, c- I can better understand I don't know what, what happened. What else you could gain from yeah. this, though? That's what All I'm, those I things feel, that we're talking yeah. about yeah. that we will talk about, too. Um, so not so just outside of the main thing that you take away or what you realize, come to realize what the movie is. There's so many sub things that it says also. Just like what I was talking about with Christopher Nolan, how usually he has things like bigger questions posed in the movie or bigger themes going on that Tenet didn't really have. This has like a lot of things and uh, questions and themes that it brings up within this broader story as well. This is where I was getting to with how the end was. Cause it, there's all these like threads where the end almost shut those for me because like it was uh, like, it was easier for me to understand and it was like, oh, here's the director guiding me to what the actually was happening the whole time. But at the same time, I feel like he was trying to say things with all these other things, too. Just maybe not necessarily it had to do with the main plot that he wanted to wrap up at the end. And maybe that's yeah, well, not I true think at all. The main all. plot yeah. was a way to talk about those other the things. The other things, yeah. And we can get into that when we get to spoilers or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so... I loved all of that. Yeah, there's a couple small things that might be cleared up on a rewatch. I don't know, you know, but again, even if there's not things that is cleared up, if it's just like surreal images or, you know, these things that make it a dream, like I get the main story is basically going on from a memory or or in a dream. So it it doesn't bother me, you know, Mm -hmm. and I like just it sets the tone for the movie. And the tone is another thing like 
um, this movie has could literally be listed under any genre. I thought it was it's going a comedy. for yeah, it's a drama, it's a it thriller. Horror. There's horror elements. Yeah. Like this it, movie is everything. <laughs> yeah, but I guess that's, that's crazy. That in itself feeds into the dream aspect of it, like because dreams really are absurd, right? right? Right. A lot of times they don't always connect. Maybe there isn't a connection to everything because it's meant to be a dream, you know, and dreams don't need to be tied up with a bow. They can go off in random directions. They can just, but there can be those little things that remind you that you are in a dream, you know? Right. Or maybe it has something to say about lucid dreaming and it, what is happening. Like, yeah, I just feel like there's, I'm so excited to get back into it again. Cause I feel like there's so much more. Yeah. 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 When a rewatch is going to be rewarding, it's obviously, more exciting to go back to it like you know even though i don't think you know tenet's not going to give me a whole lot i'm so excited to go back to it because i do want to fill in the gaps of just the plot i mean if the movie's plot heavy that's fine like i said as a spy movie it's great i want to fill in those gaps this might be a little bit more abstract but i still want to fill in those gaps they're both going to be really rewarding rewatches yeah but just in terms of i'm thinking of ending things technical aspects like we said the acting was great I loved all the acting. Uh, it was shot very well. Some of this, some of it's a little bit easier. Like I liked all the shots from the houses. Say, like, the car is just um, like kind of going back between two windows. I do like how it was outside the car and you had to like look in, yeah, rather than just being in the interior of the car. But I mean, there's not a lot you could do with it. Yeah, there's right? just not yeah. a lot you can do with that, and that's a decent chunk of the movie is. Two, two decent two, chunks yeah. of the movie. Well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Is like, together, a it's a really decent it's chunk. It's about half the movie. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I mean, you kind of take away, like, the chance to be really good. But when they do have the chance, like, it's the great. house, a lot of stuff in the house yeah. was done really well. Yeah. I mean, I, don't, um, I wouldn't say the cinematography was, like, groundbreaking. No, but, but it, it was, was like, well No, it is, like, so it well goes... Okay, it's think about the shots. One, basically. They, when they, it, the camera is panning and is, is you know is dynamic and it moves from like a conversation and then how they edit it is and it makes it more dreamlike also like when they say you know dinner's gonna be ready or whatever and then the the camera pans and moves to the dinner table and they're just all there all of a sudden like things like that unique just tricks and or a lot of stuff in the house cinematography or when she's telling it's all framing of the shots and how they move you can't see something like the shot where it's just her they're at the dinner table she is and then it centers okay, on you're her about to say what I was and saying. it cuts yep. off right at the edge where they would be sitting. Yep, you can't okay. see them. That's exactly what I was about to say. That That's part, all cinematography. <laughs> I love that because it, at that same time, she like said something wrong or like it was off and it kind of made her feel like she was again cut off from the rest of the family. Right. And then it was just framed with her, which you helped justify doing the one by one ratio because you could only do that with a one by one ratio because widescreen, you would see him in it still. Right. So it was right there. And I'm like, and that showed her closing off again from the rest of the family. Yeah. Again, so. a way better movie that works with the, well, actually we, I did never brought this up about first cow, <clears throat> how I was said it was a square. It's not a square. It's, it's technically four by three. So it's very slightly rectangular, but not, yeah. it almost looks like a square anyway. That was because we talked about that being the one by one. It, it technically isn't. But anyway, I think this is There's, the same thing. Four I don't know if this is the Yeah, trip. probably four by three. Yeah. But anyway, it or works better in this movie three, too. Or 1.3 by Yeah, exactly. One. So the ratio is, yeah, fr- the fraction is still the same. But um, 
Very this, square-esque. Yes. <laughs> almost a perfect square. The point is that it works in this movie because of shots like that, shots like the car, and then it when it turns to she wanting her wanting to like leave and can't, it's just is a more claustrophobic feeling of that like being trapped and you know like it gave reason for doing that aspect ratio. Right. It Again, works like, like Lighthouse, Lighthouse or something like this that. Movie. Like one point three three by one. Yeah. And Lighthouse yes, is one point one nine. So they they did yeah, it. Yeah, so that lighthouse yeah. is closer to a square. This is more four tr- by three. More of like a yeah, like uh, Nightingale was one point three three, but yeah, yeah, but so that was, was because so they was had to. Cow. They yeah. had to. Yeah, they had no choice for that one. And first cow was also yeah four by three. Yeah. Anyway, spoiler or I guess oh, yeah, we haven't got to that. Part. <laughs> yeah, if we're if we're done with general thoughts, we can get into spoilers. Yeah. So, do you want to talk with like? Let's just go over the main overall. Do you know? <sighs> are you sure what? Or do you know? What I mean, I can say happens? like what I think it ended as. Yeah. So. What I think the actual story was, it was the janitor. It was his story. Mm-hmm. And it was basically him either thinking, either fantasizing about a love he never had or reminiscing about a love he lost. Okay. And that was yeah. the girl, Lucy or Louise or whatever. Same. And I think even her name that was getting messed up is maybe his memory is fading. And he's forgetting. Well, or, it could or she never existed. Or blending no, relationships together. Relationships too. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't think <laughs> about that. So, because didn't they say like Amy at one point? Ames. Yeah, Ames. Ames that's what's what it that was. Sh- she's like, what's that short for? <laughs> yeah, that's not my name. Yeah. So I, I, at first, I you know, I thought it was her, but she I don't even think she was a character. She, it was him the whole time. Right. And then she's when, you, the main when you get to the end where he like kills himself, I guess, during the ballet, you know, part. And such. Um, he, yeah. There's a different how he killed himself, but yeah, but it was he does, actually killed himself. Yeah, right. Yeah, he dies at the end in this truck with in the snow cover. Right. Yeah. He died from hypothermia. 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 Yeah. yeah. But I still think he did kill himself. I think that was like might have been intentional. Because my so when I thought about it more after seeing like after knowing oh, that he was, died, I think it was he was suicidal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's I'm why thinking of I'm ending thinking things. of anything. I'm thinking of ending my life. Right. I think he. Yeah. He, it, his death was definitely a suicide, no matter how you looked at it. Because, yeah. and the other thing that you think about too is why was he cleaning the school at night? Like I think he had just a love for the school or whatever. You know, like he uh, a lot of things he talked what, about was the school. Do you think he loved it? I think I, I mean, feel like he. I, I think, think that's he what loved, his life was. I think he at least loved like theater. Basically, his yeah. like his like goodbye present. I feel like was he was just like cleaning the school before he killed himself. So that way, well, it would a lot be of clean. janitors do it late at night. I've never heard of that. There, were, yeah. I mean, like after say they had a basketball game, the janitors are cleaning all night. I guess. Yeah. So that's why I think it was really weird though that he was there so late at night. Right. Well, well you also I don't mean, know. You don't know what time it was. If he was, I mean, maybe that was his last thing. Though it's winter, it could have it been. It could have been like you were saying, like that was his last gesture. Like he wanted to feel one little last thing of normalcy before he ended it all. And he was just like reminiscing about maybe the girl he had in high school or something I at that school. That him, the gen- him actually meeting her was like his like full circle. Like, I don't think his last gesture was, I don't think it was the last gesture. I think it was like, I became, I came full circle. Like I met the girl. Now it's, but he didn't actually meet her. Yeah. Yeah, But like throughout the whole movie, he's like watching over 
Jake and well him he, he is Jake, Jake is him. yeah so watching over himself Maybe. and her like you see him when they're in the car he's looking out and then you see him when they're starting to kiss he's looking through the hole or whatever yeah but when he when the janitor present him meets up with his perceived thought of the ideal lady or woman the one that got away well, mm-hmm. he says Jesse Buckley, whoever it is, doesn't matter. The idealized woman, <laughs> yeah, is that's when he finally meets her. That's when he starts crying, like, "Oh, I found out what she actually thought of me." That's why he killed himself. I thought, well, yeah. well, I thought he I already thought he had playing. lost her, or yeah. she had never existed. And no, like they he, met. He, they, she admits, like she says the same story that he says, but she was like, "Oh, I wish my boyfriend was here because the only time to like tell boys to stop talking." Is with another boy. I thought she was imaginary. No, she actually met. They met, but it was forty. That's why she goes. It's like why I can't remember him because it feels like a mosquito bike that I got forty years ago. Because they had met, so she was real at one point. Yeah, she was at Lucy. one point, but not at that point when they came. No, for a no, this is all okay. Fra- fa- yeah, okay. Fragment or gotcha. a fig- Yeah, she was just the cipher of like yeah, the ideal woman of past relationships. Hmm. Mm. I see. I thought she was in She was someone. She who just kept existed. molding. Like she, she was Lucy, and then in the car she started smoking cigarettes. She hadn't done that before. And then she was. That's why you call her Ames or whatever because. Well, her Ames, job keeps changing. Or, Ames, you know, a lot of things. Yep, Ames are smoked. And then one girl was. She was an animal rights lawyer, and then yeah. artist, uh, physicist. But poet. then uh, he was the artist, right? Well, yeah, she was an artist too. At but first, but then when she looked at his paintings as to Jake, then she looked at her. Well, that's where it could be like, like we said, it could be a conglomerate of relationships or that could be his ideal, ideal woman person because he did art. So like maybe he wanted his an artist. partner to be yeah. an artist. Yeah. See what I mean by there's so much more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, there's a lot. I, that's what I'm saying though. Is like when I watched it, I, I picked up all these things. So that's why I don't think a rewatch will do a lot for me. Yeah. Okay, so we know that the main premise is Jake as an older version of himself fantasizing or just looking back and this and these events are playing out. But within that, it says a lot of interesting things or brings up a lot of interesting things. Like death, ageism. Death and aging, as which is a theme in all of Kaufman's movies. So he Yeah. He, yeah, the idea of getting older they have the conversation of like, oh, well, do you think it's just better automatically because they're young? He's like, well, yeah, you know, you're more hopeful, you look better, you're healthier, all these things, you know, and just how we we do like as a society view younger people as inherently better unless the, unless they have something major to offer as an older person, like, you know, ideas or money or whatever. Even though be. we all know we're going to get old and die. Hey, yeah, quick exactly. question before. Yeah. Which movie was it that they talked about? Humans and hope. Was that Tenet or was that this movie? Uh, this movie. Where it says humans are the only one. Yeah, this movie. We invent hope. Is that what it was? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, because they're both conceptual. Like, it's this movie, the same which day. is a great line. We yeah. invent hope. Like, I mean, as my, humans, my favorite you know line we're is gonna die. like the one of the first lines is when like you can't fake a thought. I love that. Yeah. So that there's was a quote from someone else. From no, it's from the book. That yeah, this was based on, yeah. 
So there's that, and you then there's really at the end, that. which is what Josh was talking about, the scene when he fights himself. It's like a younger version fighting the, the older version of himself, and the older version wins. Like, you know, your your age or or death is always going to win in the end, no matter what you think of yourself as. Like, because that version of him also was not even the real Jake. It was like this better looking younger version of himself, yeah. even in the present. There's all of that. Well, those were the actor. Those are different actors. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Different actors. Then they had the the other Robert than the present. Zemeckis actors. Yeah, that was yeah. the fantasy versus the reality. And then she talked in the car for a split second. Right. Yeah. What's her face of oh, the actress? Yeah, she like just like appears as her. Yeah, and that she has the same name as one of his. Yeah. Um, idealized girls or or relation, past or relationships. Yeah. yeah. Or same there. Fantasized relationships. Yvonne. Yeah. Or fantasized exactly. Um, and then there's the thing, uh, there's the criticism of modern media and art, how nothing is original anymore, mm-hmm. right? All of these things that all of these ideas and, and things that they're saying and doing are unoriginal. That's why there's so many references to references to, to other things, poets and artists and, uh, movies. You know, the movie is directed by Robert Zemeckis, like you said, which I thought was the best, like stab at him because they, they were you know Kaufman and Zemeckis were supposed to work together on something really? yeah and they they he messed it up somehow but anyway yeah I love that stab because I think Zemeckis is way overrated but um just uh, all the criticisms on on modern art and media and how basically it's like they have the the thing on movies where it's like I don't they don't she doesn't want to watch for something because it takes up space for her original thoughts to have like there's no more space for yeah. original thoughts when you watch too many movies. I mean, it, it's like the quote that everything that, that everything that is created now has already been done, right? Right. There's nothing yeah, it's new. Just an iteration left. of it. Yeah. Right. And then I there's, mean, you can also go back to Portrait of Lady on Fire. Shout out to that, where they said, mm-hmm. "Do everyone feel you know like does everyone feel like they've invented love for the first time?" <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then there's the biggest, probably the biggest theme besides that is just relationships and. Uh, to, you know what your what's the is your relationship healthy is it you know being in a toxic relationship things like that like she has the part where she says well sometimes it's just easier to just say yes and yes and yes and it compounds yep. and like it's a critique of that because that happens all the time and it's not good to do that and like yeah. it sh- proves that this relationship ends badly or whatever and it's because of her just saying yes out of basically neglect or um yeah you know, she because feels, it's easier to say yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you say no, you have to use energy, right? Yeah. You have to stand up. You have to do all this. There you could have be to a fight that happens. Some afterwards. kind. Of, I mean, even saying no, you're the one re- giving rejection, but like you still feel guilt. It's Especially like when you're, yeah, when yeah. you're an empath, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> versus, you know, just saying yes is easy, which is like right. resonates well with me because, you know, <laughs> like I like, I'm a pleaser, right? So it's like, yeah. It like resonates, right? Because it is easier to say yes. It is easier to like bend to make it, you know, better for the other person because it takes less energy versus like saying no. And that's why a relationship was such a big part of this too. Mm. Not just the the main main relationship, but yeah, just relationships in general and like what everybody faces other than just him facing his personal story even and then that brings in also the relationship with his parents like him thinking back like if this is a memory or whatever there's so many odd interactions with his parents that like 
you wonder what version of them is real because they go through so many different iterations and you know obviously they both they both came to a point where in their life where they were having dementia and things like that and problems but just like what was his relationship with his parents because he there's the part where like his dad won't even look at him when he gets there he won't make eye contact with him he cringe he pulls away every time his mother goes to touch him like you feel like he didn't even want to go inside at first right he was like ah well let's do a tour really quick yeah so there's yeah that scene was kind of but there's so much to mine well that that scene was in the book too like you said yeah i think that was like a injected scene but it still worked like i just feel like there's so much to mine from here in terms of just pure thematics or uh, you know themes thematically it works on so many different levels yeah because like that's why i said the ending like more guided me like it was oh yeah complete. so the ending what were you saying about that Cause well it's just that you know he was the janitor he may have lost someone or this was the one that got away or they didn't exist or it was the one who got away it's the whole you know the age thing and like the suicide thing it was all like but more, why does that make it bring it down like i feel like if that wasn't there then all of those things would be too open-ended and like you wouldn't be able to figure much out. Like, yeah. do you want it to be totally obscure where they're like, there's no known, like, no, you can't figure anything out. No, it's not that necessarily, but it's just like, I guess, I don't know. I guess like the rest of it, it was, there's like so many themes and I felt like the end funneled them all in. Yeah. F- we like, had the or- one theme. Even though, like, the other ones I can still pull from it, obviously. I can go back and still enjoy and pull all those other things out of it. The end, it's like, okay, this was actually the theme the whole time. Another reason Which is, it was great. Like, I still thought it was amazing, but, like, like this was it. And Another I'm like, oh, so no, maybe no, no, all no. the things like, I was thinking weren't important. Yeah, see, well, just that, because that's you're why it's it ends. Just because it ends with, with one theme in mind doesn't doesn't negate the all of the other themes throughout the whole movie no you're right but i f- also feel like maybe they're like i most talked about lighthouse movie, you know like that ended very like open-ended almost even though it did the whole uh Promethe- Pro- prometheus ending it's still like it didn't make me think that oh the whole movie was literally just that I don't know what the little differences were between that, but I just felt like I like the obscurity too, is what you're saying. Like, like it just made it, it was too like abrupt. Like you had all these, you had all these like cool themes that were going on. And then the end was like, Oh fuck all those. This is what actually happened. He killed himself. What do those themes have to do with him killing himself? Does that, does hit, does the theme of relationships and him, like say he has a bad relationship with his parents and it bleeds into his other relationships. Like, let's say this is a conglomeration of all of his other relationships, and these are all different women or whatever. You don't know that, and you don't see different females. Like, this is still all just a memory to him, and, and a you're seeing kind of these things play out from his mind. Him killing himself doesn't change any of that. No. But it was more tied up in the end. I, I loved it and I that's why I want to go back into it because I think there is so much more that I was missing right and I feel like there was so much more there and I, I loved the ending I just felt like 
the any the rest I was like have questions about. I want to go back and learn more about. Whereas the end, I'm like, okay, I got it. Yeah, like the last ten minutes, you can. Just yeah, like that part. I'm not. There, I don't feel like there's more I can get out of it. Like I get it. Whereas the rest of the movie, I'm like, there's so much I'm missing out of this. Yeah, I guess it's subtle. I thought the I whole Tulsa Tulpy Town angle was kind of. I like that. I don't. I yeah. don't really like care for that. So okay, we can talk about things that like are totally out there because there's a lot of theme themes and things like that that make sense. There's a lot of things that don't. So she gets calls from a girl named Lucy, right? Or l- all of the names. <clears throat> no, well, Lucy is the one that's calling. There's all of them. Again. Lucy, sure? Yvonne, Luisa. That shows up on her phone. Yeah, is that? True? That's how you know all their I, names. I don't. No, I think you just hear them different. No, times. it shows on this. I like every know. time she looks at her phone screen, it's a different name calling. But they are calling her, not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but so that's like it. that's her phone. Yeah, I didn't get that whole element. And the then narrator. and then she hears it, and it's like, yeah, it's like it's a guy's voice. It's, it's the janitor's voice. It's the janitor's voice. Yeah, yeah. but that element, um, yeah, the Tulsi town. So like. Yeah, whatever the fuck, Tulpy. That might have just been. That might have literally been like a memory of him actually going there and there being mean girls or whatever, like and picked on him. But I didn't. And then there was the one girl the though whole. that was like, "You don't have to stay here. Or whatever you can, you can move." She was talking to the, her though. Yeah. Yeah. I, so she was talking to a girl like, I don't know. Maybe that was a memory of her. Like, obviously he went there a lot because yeah. that was the whole part of the. The only the thing that makes can. the only like reason that makes sense is like because. He does kind of turn at one point like he's kind of mean to Lucy he's or whoever the girl everyone. is. Yeah. So like But I just does he like, take does he have toxic relationships? does he always bring out a, a personality that hmm. you know, this mean guy that like maybe they went there he went there with a girlfriend and she was like, You don't have to be with him or whatever. But like there's just like elements like that that I don't know how those would be cleared up on a rewatch a lot of small things like that. Yeah. The varnish. Yeah. That whole, yeah, that didn't make sense. I don't oh, know. Oh, we were varnishing. Oh, we were actually varnishing. It's, yeah. That I like, didn't get I it. But like, for some reason I took it as like, I'm missing something versus like, it's not telling me something. Maybe no. it's not. And on a rewatch, I'll be like, no, that still doesn't mean anything I think it just tried to, to highlight the fact that these girls were like images. And why was people. she hurt? The, the rash part never kind of never yeah kinda like she's I don't know see like that, I feel like that I'm I just think it was like something though. but like I think what they were trying to do is like he he like relates to the rash one more because she's like broken or like you know um, has blemishes but like then you you get the then you don't see that because she's like telling the girl to leave so it's like what like what. I don't, I don't, I feel like you never really, I don't know. I don't, I didn't feel like that whole scene was like, I don't know. Yeah. Felt kind of weird. Like, and then the whole, he's clean, the, where it gets sticky in the cup holders, that part didn't. Well, what I took that as though, is just like a a take on relationships in general, like little things like that. Yeah, small thing in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It can be (laughs) such a big deal. And he's remembering that and he's just like, that was so stupid because it's just, shakes like yeah yeah and he says i'm sorry or whatever and like yeah he's like really apologetic after that yeah it felt 
That yeah, that's. I thought that was just take on relationships. You get yeah. like because Genuine. before they were learning each other, like the first car drive, and the second car drive was they've already been together now. Right. And like right. this is them fighting over stupid things, or her getting annoyed at him for. It's like their six week yeah. relationship or whatever stretched it put into one day. Yeah, but really in reality, like the whole thing, the house and everything. I mean, you've seen her par- the parents' age and stuff. I took that as like time passing and when they're coming back like driving back that's the issues of that you get in every relationship i thought it was like well it mentioned in the thing and that that's the we listened to a review and or whatever the, what do you call it yeah and Basically i I, I, heard, I thought the same thing is like he lived there the whole his whole life that's why they were showing her like he's he never left home yeah but there was parts where he was like, can we leave when she was going down to the basement? He's like, can we leave now? Can we leave? Like he wanted to leave to the city yeah. the whole time. Yeah. He, he wanted couldn't. to live in the city, but he never did. He leave. never did. Yeah. Because he, maybe his girlfriend actually left to the city and that's why he's like, no, I got to stay home with my well, parents I don't and take care well, of his, In his dream version, he, he is a physicist, right? Yeah. And I mean, his, his, his Lucy or his ideal woman has different jobs or whatever but that's why I love the end is because you see the actual version of him when he's older and what he looks like and then the end is the all this all the dream versions of these people everybody in his life just with like really cartoony old makeup yeah. on so that way you know you're in the dream still yeah. and he's winning the Nobel Prize another another angle I didn't understand is the whole Oklahoma ang- angle and why it was thrust in at the very end. Well, there's references to it through yeah, the whole well, there's, movie. Yeah, there's like the that's radio turns on and it's the only song it's mm-hmm. playing. But there's nothing else other than him saying that he likes watching it that you ever see. I don't, anything. I've never seen Oklahoma or know anything about it. I it don't could either. tie into the yeah. movie in more ways than just it being in the movie. It could tie in. But if I feel the like, themes of Oklahoma I feel could like if you're be watching in this the movie, movie somehow. Like uh, as it, he should be able to convey what the angle was, if you're gonna add it in there. I mean, there's tons of references in this movie that you wouldn't get unless you knew about that from outside knowledge. That's not explained and, in the movie. And that's that. And that's another. That's one of my biggest problems with it. Is yeah, like, but I don't Kaufman's have, not the guy that's gonna be like, oh, this is a reference. He doesn't to this, care. So why everybody else watching? Why it? Hey, it give me Netflix. your hand. Hold my hand so we can walk through this together. Then why didn't? Then why put it on Netflix? Is what I'm saying. Why I do a Netflix, Netflix original movie as something that's supposed to be? I mean, they have a not lot appealing to the masses. They have a lot of indie movies too, like Horse that, Girl. Or, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I thank God there are people making Netflix movies that don't appeal to the masses. No, I'm saying like why he should have like because Netflix is the one as shitty as they are. They give you pretty much complete con- uh, freedom control I feel like this is the because they don't. There's not a studio. Though. There's not a studio that says. We need this to be do well in theaters. You think a studio would back this movie and say, here, market this and honest, try to make money off of honestly, this? Honestly, Netflix doesn't Maybe. care about views. They only care about new subscriptions, right? Right. And this is trying to grab I mean, views the... views theoretically lead like to more they, subscriptions, but They're yeah, already like, grabbing the like people who like the just easy, simple movies. This is them grabbing the people who want more. This has been like in, uh, in the top whatever on Letterboxd for like ever since it came out it's been yeah. the most popular one of the most popular things on Letterboxd really not that it's a I think huge it's, massive I think it's tailored to you because I haven't seen this movie on Letterboxd I, it's up there 
I feel like the letterbox type top though goes by what you, you know, want to see. It's what's the most no, it's the most viewed yeah. like the most. I look at popular this week and it's not That's why it. I was gonna watch <laughs> those two. I forgot where this one are features. I'm just like, Eternal oh that looks interesting. Due to this movie. Yeah, but it's, it's because not this on movie here. brought it brought it up, brought her back into relevance. This tr- trust me, Coffin has a big following, especially in the film film community, and thank God it's not appealing to the masses or doing those things because it would make it ten times worse. Like, I'm glad it's not that way. And if there's references that you don't get, like, I'm more open to looking into those things. I mean, I'm not. That's more exciting to look into, right? Yeah. Like it leaves me with stuff I'm excited to look into and understand better, and gives me more that can give me more out of it versus like I'm not going to get more out of it. But I can enjoy it, you know, like there is I feel this is the difference, right? Like this movie, I feel like I can go back and there's so much more I can get out of it that I've missed, like versus like Tenet, which I also liked. But I feel like there's what not do you think that would add more to, I could get out of it. Add to anything. Yeah, because it had a definite ending. So like your guys's biggest gripe with Tenet was that no matter the details, you still have a definite ending. So does no, this one. my gripe with Tenet is like. If you take out the time traveling part, it's a generic movie. If you take out the dream part, it's a generic no, movie. No, it's not though. It's a it's nothing it's not like anything. I yeah. mean kinda. Where like like Tenet is just an action movie with a generic villain, generic characters with an amazing concept. Whereas this yeah, is like I'm not just a everything you, is great. What, what your gripe was Tenet then you you two it was not Nolan esque because it had a definite. It is Nolan esque. It's ending. not. It's not as good as his other movies because it, it didn't doesn't have more. It doesn't have themes. It doesn't have. It doesn't There's pose nothing any more to get out questions. of it. Yeah, There's, yeah. <clears throat> the only thing more you're gonna get out of Tenet on a rewatch is plot. Yeah, understanding so plot oh, the plot again better, right. which yeah, I missed. But what else would you get out of this? That's uh, so much digging There's, into more themes, yeah, like, like understanding more things, just. More connections to make. I mean, if you knew more about like literature and poems or musicals, you might get more out of it. I mean, yeah. you could come back to this in ten years and watch a, a shitload more movies and or or just done be more educated and get more out of it. Yeah. I don't know. I think another gripe of mine is I didn't care for the characters at all. Like I didn't feel a connection, especially Jake because he wasn't in the film a lot. So like the main protagonist isn't on screen at all so I, I didn't really care for any of the characters and that was another gripe of my like I just didn't I didn't feel anything you know, like he like he, the end of the movie like the whole big climax he killed himself and I'm like oh well there's a difference between being sympathetic towards them and yeah connecting but like, to them right like I didn't there are a lot more characteristics with these than anyone intended like jake yeah well, I'm not i wouldn't sympathize i wouldn't sympathize with him uh because he's kind of a dick and all these things but you can connect with a lot of them whether like it's relationship like relationship issues or like yeah a lot of things existential crisis or like exactly yeah but i didn't i didn't feel that because the whole their family. whole communication or their whole um like their whole well, yeah, their banter up. definitely is isn't like something that like muted. you. It's it not. Was, it was just muted. And like it's not muted. Was, they they have they have 
I mean, yeah, they're they're the whole first conversations 20, are the their conversation, conversation was like twenty five minutes and it was completely bleak and muted. The no, whole, like the if whole, you take muted, it's just, if you take the first, it's like it's take it as like when you first meet someone. You're it's all about learning about them. Yeah, but everything you meet. hear they didn't from just them. Meet. Yeah, but I'm saying it doesn't matter that they literally just met. Like that first car ride is like you entering a new relationship. It's like you just learning them. And she says it like multiple times, I think. It was like, I don't even know, you know, like him or I don't get it, you know. And then the relationship goes on. Like the house is like maybe them, the relationship going on throughout time as you see time is like all over the place. And then when they come back through the car, that's later relationship where... Like little things start bothering you and you're like, I don't care. Stop talking about that. Like here's a perfect example. Yes. So that angle, I mean, you've been with him a long time. You're going to say that there's never been a time where this was a great part in the movie. He brings up uh, the song. I don't know the name of it. The rape song, the the Christmas Carol. Remember that controversy that started? Oh, a couple maybe years it's ago? cold outside. Maybe it's cold outside. Yeah. And he's like, and she's like, no, or she says something like no I don't want to listen to it or whatever and besides it's all these things and he's like okay fine I'm sorry and like you're like you just kind of say okay fine I'm sorry because you want it to drop it and then she keeps going like and besides it's all about this and this yeah. and this <laughs> and you put a roofing drink and all this stuff and the conversation keeps going even though you're like I wanted to drop it before that happens in relationships all yeah. the time yeah I'm not <laughs> saying that didn't happen but there I didn't feel anything from it but you couldn't relate to it I mean, but sometimes that's not the point of a movie. Like, like related to another. Like thing. it could yeah. have been like he a is. romantic comedy where it like starts out and it's like this like specific thing beats you have to hit and like it's this really easy thing to follow. But this felt more real to me. It's like but they give it's in like a romantic less comedy. literal. They anymore. give them. It wasn't a real conversation. It was a conversation he created. They give them so, so many traits in, we don't in a movie that, like though. that. You do know that he he was she was quoting the po- poem she wrote was a specific poem from a book he used to read she was she was what he thought but she didn't also know some of the things that he was talking about he's like hey have you heard of this like the whole conversation when she goes i'm thinking anything she goes what because he like you think that she he's hearing her thoughts because he created her. that's why it works more so that's why she is a no name she is a no name basically face she's a blank slate Exactly, that you can paste Project. yourself onto. So yeah. that's Which what movies are supposed to do. That's what I'm saying. No. no, it makes it real. Exactly. Yeah, but it's not like like I I can't relate because I would never. But that's like have a conversation literal like that. though. It's like just the fact that you're like Your trying to learn like people. Yeah, but who talks like like the conversation? You can't. But, you have re- ar- no, but we already went over this. You have an argument. The same thing. You might not talk like that, but an argument goes down the well, same an way. Argument, like, an argument, yeah, I wanted like, to drop it. Say or that an argument like is a is a vague thing. Yeah, an argument's an argument. Like <laughs> you, it doesn't matter how examples. I'm having an argument with somebody versus how somebody else argues. It's an argument. Well, like for me, that felt like that hit. I'm just like, yeah, you know, that how that's a relationship. Like, and then it, yeah, I just felt all the themes in it. Especially with the relationship, that was pretty like clear, like the correcting of like of the dinner scene. Like he corrects like the words all the time. He's like, you know, the story of how they met or whatever, and he's like correcting her and things like that. Just like little things like that. That if this was an idealized version in his head, theoretically, wouldn't it be like? Wouldn't it be like so romanticized and perfect? Yeah, but it's not. No, because he said it's I like idealized. Like it's not. It's realistic. It's not perfect. Yeah. 
but it's, it's realistic. What I, it's real. What I want a relationship to be. That doesn't mean the that doesn't take away from the fact that it was like at times boring because it was very muted and bleak and. I don't know everything they said. Mundane. I was like hanging on to. I, no, I never like, found any of it boring. Either, no, because there's yeah. metaphors. No, you don't. Boring. You never read Woman Under the Influence. I know. Yeah, you but have. I can still you just because I haven't Polina read it before. Is. But even if I haven't read before, I'm hearing the words, and I can pull my own themes from those words as they're coming out. Yeah, but that's the scene. But but you're but like if I read like, that poem, I would still pull that feeling from it. How do you know? Because you're I heard the, the words. You're pulling the feeling from what she portrayed as the feeling. No, she re- said the words. It, and then I'm like thinking about it as they're saying yeah, it. Yeah, but what if you if just because she said it doesn't mean you would read it the same. But it was still the words, right? Yeah, but she she was acting a certain way. So now you're that's how it's portrayed. Well, I was just pulling from it. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just like if you read that, your your own personal inflections are gonna. I loved the words. Yeah, I loved the words. How it was written, the flow. Yeah, I loved it. As a I poem just felt itself, like it was very. I don't know, draining and. It's a lot. It was a lot. That's why I said I need to watch it again because there was like almost nothing was wasted. It's like everything had this metaphorical, like you're saying, meaning meaning to like everything it was draining but for me that's so rewarding but i think that if you do it too much then it is wasting i don't think it was your attention i think it was like losing done with such a deft hand basically that the writing was so thought of and i just think i think it was provoking it was too i wrote it down that's too like i think you think it's um what you said about tenet <laughs> tries to be too intellectual pretentious pretentious i think i think yeah. you think it's too pretentious i and think that, it's i very think that's fair okay. but i feel like the opposite of that and i think it's a little pretentious too but it is not, but, but pretentious I, isn't the word i would use it is very pretentious but it's not what i was but i don't think it, it is trying trying i don't be, think it i don't is think it's in a fault yeah. no because it's it it is i mean pretentious is the word but it well is he knows all these things and it's kind of like he's throwing and out all this like, like authors and poems super and like stuff, hipstery but, like yeah fuck the media like you're watching my film but fuck film like i'm angsty mm, no i felt like it was a, like a love letter i think it. yeah no, because he talked about how like you watch too many movies but i'm gonna continue make, gonna continue making movies yeah, but what, don't you agree with the fact that d- you should side with him as a film fan saying that like... He's critiquing he's himself. Saying, yeah, he's saying that like these ideas aren't original. We never have no original ideas, ideas original. anymore. Exactly. Yeah. But like, well, like he comes up with... I mean, his past movies are obviously not... I guess you can't say wholly original, but I mean, an original movie is still an original movie, right? What If it's written from scratch yeah, or from nothing. Sure. So like yeah. his movies have for the most part always been original movies i think adaptation might have been based off of a book also this is, but i was gonna say this is two of his eight movies that are okay based on books. the point is that like but he, <laughs> he still mean, alters this one is still altered so much from the book that it's still original and he puts in these ideas and themes like that he wants you to think about and geez. if you just took if you just took a direct adaptation of the book it's not going to be the same as this. You're not going to get the same thing. Like it's not going to be as good. No. I mean, it, there could be a movie as good as, you know, a good movie from that book. I'm saying, right. But not this movie. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's different. It's unique. He put his own well, yeah. s- signature there. Yeah, I just don't think that, like, saying... Like, I wouldn't want him to change, or I don't think those are bad things. I don't think those can be critiques, because I think they work Yeah, in for you, movie. but I think they can be critiques, because it does... It it's not a very entertaining movie. It to you, it's not. I disagree, but like though. that's no yeah. the entertainment is. I didn't, I was never bored at this. Oh, movie. I was very bored. No, like, I wasn't bored. Yeah, that's the that's the problem though. Is like I'm always entertained by just like good movies, right? Everyone says, "What's your favorite genre?" My favorite genre of movie is good movies. Like if your favorite movies, I'm not the, saying the only movies you get entertained movie. by are Nolan movies, then yeah, this is not going to be entertaining. No, I'm not saying that. I'm entertained by a lot of movies. This just wasn't one of them. It was a that was a tough I, watch. I, that's fair. It, I can see that. Pro- yeah. yeah, I could see it being a tough watch yeah. for sure. And here's the thing: we have not said this. This was his first Kaufman movie. That's a problem. Because this is Think a tough one to come in. Seen any other Kaufman this movies. is a tough movie to be introduced to. You've never seen Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. Okay, I've seen that movie. Okay, so not your first. <laughs> yeah. This would. I like this that is too. is like so. probably most challenging movie, honestly. I'm not knocking him. Yeah. But I'm saying to I'm come into saying. it, to come into it with. I think that should be a, even high expectations or whatever. Just like I didn't even have high expectations. I don't. I didn't know what to I expect. Had, wanting yeah. to watch it for you, I feel like is kind of a high expectation because you have you think it's going to be good. Just wanting to watch it, think you think it's going to be good right? in general. Well, I would say, like, if you put a movie on your watch list, you have hopes of it being good. Well, everyone like does, I, right? No, I put every, I put like anything on my watch list. Well, I put on my watch list because we were going to review it on here. I didn't. Yeah, do it I mean, we own. kind of said that, but not like hundred percent. But yeah. No, like I wouldn't have. I mean, I wouldn't. I'm just projecting out, my thoughts. So if if I'm wrong, yeah, you can say that. But no, I'm not. I've. I just. I had no expectations coming into a. Coffin movie, so like, I feel like that could have could either help or hurt it, but right. I didn't have any like biases coming in. Like this was, I came in not knowing what to expect, and I, I liked it at first, and it just kind of fell, fell apart. I even wrote like, I do game, like the, the first. Ex, the, I do think I think the first car scene <coughs> is amazing. The house scene is amazing. The second car scene isn't as good. The f- ending isn't as strong but is still i like a lot so i i can s- I actually agree with you there i like, love the car scene i just wish it was a the first tad one. shorter the first one yeah yeah like when i i wrote in my i wrote in the notes when she broke the fourth wall and said oh yeah right when she t- <laughs> said x-ray vision and she looked right up yeah that was like gave me chills like that was a very awesome scene and she goes everything was bones all that was left was bones yeah, that was really cool. Like that scene was awesome. But then they just kept going. Like I wanted it to be like, leave me on a high note. And then it's like, then it just came back down. And like, I, I think know. you should try to rewatch it before the end of the year. I know you said you don't want to or it's going to be a while. But yeah, maybe it, it if it's not fresh in your mind, rewatching it probably isn't. You're not going to get much from it. Also, like I want to rewatch this within a week or two, you know, no. I do because I feel like Same. I'm going to be able to remember small things more and be like, oh, yeah, that definitely connects to this now. Yeah, I, de- I, w- I will watch this within a week probably. Yeah. yeah. I'll watch it within maybe the year. It was, yeah. I mean, it flew by 
pretty much for me. So I, I same. No, yeah. I felt. I was, com- I was enthralled the whole time. Yeah, like well, I was every minute on after, words. It's almost after broken up house. into vignettes, like four or five vignettes of like you know long extended scenes, and even though it's two hours and fifteen minutes, because of the way the dialogue goes on, and because you're hanging on, there's like that thriller aspect. Like you're almost on the edge of your seat, even though a lot of it's just like kind of mundane dialogue like i felt like well i also feel like in. and the pace because of that the pacing was quick i feel yeah. like the this the style is also slightly broken and i don't know if that was intentional but like the very beginning the first vignette first i guess if you want to break this into like what it's not three parts it's like five parts or whatever but the the car scene was like very di- like very very dialogue heavy like even the first scene of her like looking around like her um narrating through up until the even in the house scene was like very dialogue and then they leave the house and then like that dialogue just kind of like really breaks down it's not like the 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 writing is very less intellectual like it like dumbs down i feel like the whole like theme changes after that they leave the house, and I don't know if that's intentional, but it could be. Could you also think about it this way? So, relationship first off, when it's new, everything's new. Like everything feels drawn out, like because everything you're learning from the other person is new. It's a new experience. You're learning more and more or you're about trying them. Trying to impress them, you she talk even, more yeah, intellectually. She even says, "Like I don't even know him really," you know, like, and then. Then they get to the house. That's the middle of the relationship. It flies by. You know, the years fly by. They literally years are flying by in it. And then the inner relationship drags too. That's the thing you remember. The breakup. All these things that went wrong. All the, all those little fights that you got into that were pointless. Like that. That seems drawn out too. Like the beginning of the relationship is the strongest you remember, and the end is the strongest you remember. All the middle parts like are little flashes of but they never bad or it. good. They, I mean, it ends. Yeah, right? but their relationship never technically ended. But what if you take it as just the car rides in the middle part, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you take it as that. No, I just like, felt like the chance of dialogue was gone too. Like the dialogue wasn't part of the movie as much as it was at the very very beginning. Because it, maybe it isn't meant to I don't be. know. Maybe that's his yeah. style. I don't know. It's, no, I'm just saying like if I'm you just, think no, about it's like, an observation. The theme of, just yeah. an observation. of a relationship. Like yeah. the middle parts is like the day-to-day <laughs> life, you know? Like is, does do you remember every day like every conversation you have with Emma like on a daily yeah, basis? But, what, but do you remember when you first met her? I don't think you're I don't this isn't you're not pertaining to what I'm saying. You're not understanding what I'm saying. I just thought you were saying like it was dialogue heavy at first and then it was like it dropped and it was more like the just visual with like yeah, it just felt not like much it of was, focus it on was the dialogue. Like all, yeah, it was it was a dialogue heavy and then they got to the house and then the dinner scene and then after the dinner scene the dialogue was kind of like less and less. I felt like that whole car ride back though was a lot of dialogue. Yeah. Also. Just but, different. Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't like I don't know. Well, again, like how I was saying, like when you're trying to impress people when you first meet them, so it's always like the good things. Like the car right and after is focused on, like you said, fights and stuff like that. Like stupid you're not, stuff, you're not like speaking, shakes and like yeah, I told you forty times we were supposed <laughs> to go home. Like right, yeah, you're not being as 
as formal and stuff. You've been in that relationship. And yeah, you already know and, each other. And that's yeah. why she stops him at that one point. And she was like, okay, stop telling me to look up things. Like, yeah. But it's it, whereas before she's like, way. okay, I'll look up things. Like, I want to learn more but about But she this. never liked him. Yeah. According to her, yeah. Yeah. It's true. But that's all. So that's, that's I, mean, that I was thinking more of just like. But it ties a, into the theme yeah, of, you know, relationships. Of relationships, like, yeah. Or, or how, you know, how easy it is to say yes. And or maybe I mean, that's how. Only six weeks long anyway. It's not like maybe they were, that's how they were together he, for or years. Seven or and nine. plus, this was how this he right. perceived the relationship, right? Yeah. I mean, there's so many things this that are like. From his up point to, of view debate that's not even like yeah set but it was stone from real. hers at the beginning no it, as far as it, you knew that not the, not by the ending it was always from his point of view so maybe he doesn't he never really knew her or hers even in the beginning well. it's from his point because yeah. he's looking out at this at this happening so he's looking out at yeah, he could be is. looking out at a random car with two random people getting in and that's what sparks the dream yeah yeah but that does i mean there's doesn't really. I'm just. That's why I need to really watch it again. <laughs> exactly. Doesn't really change anything for me. Uh, it's amazing. I really. I mean, like I that, yeah. the, everything, every element that we've saying is like I've gotten it. So I don't think rewatching it for me is I'm going to get anything else out of it. But everything we talked about so far. I feel like I'm just scratching a surface of stuff I missed because there was what, just what so is there miss, it was though? so dense. I don't know. That's why I missed it. Why do you feel like you missed it though? Because I know I like missed something. Yeah. I feel but like what, there is. What so, if you it is so it dialogue and heavy and conversation heavy that like when you when you come to realize the themes and the whole meaning of the movie that you even pick up more just from the dialogue. Like there are surreal things and weird moments that might connect, but there's also a lot of just conversation that might fit more. Yeah. But what I mean, else can I you took, get from it? I took things just from the poems themselves because they alone had meanings singularly for them, or like themselves, that he was pulling into this movie as well that fit that theme of the movie. So it's like even in those little things, just in the poems, while those are more overt and I could understand them, I feel like there's more dialogue that I didn't get. That maybe I can look into and figure but out what more. else would you get out of it? You know, like sometimes you're watching know. a scene and you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, this makes sense in the scene. <clears throat> and then like you watch the whole movie and the whole movie makes sense. And then if you were to rewatch that scene, you're like, oh, this connects in a lot more ways than just within the scene. Itself. No, I understand the the idea of rewatching a movie. Well, I'm saying like, <laughs> but I don't think there's anything no, you're else. saying, what are you going to get from it? I'm trying to explain to you that there are know. things well, you're you going just, to get. Well, you, well, you, you don't know until you watch it. Movie, you like, oh, that scene is why I get it. Well, like based off the dialogue, like the things that they said, I'm, I didn't catch everything because maybe I'm on like the last dialogue trying to process what that was to saying. Like, even I'm saying though, we under, uh, what I'm saying is I understood the big themes and the yeah. big the big picture. Now There's, that now I want to go back and fill in those gaps of everything else. Like, yeah, like maybe a there what's a gap? Maybe there isn't anymore. But how would you know until you watch exactly? What well, you said that line. I'm filling in gaps, like that you there's like explicit gaps. I just that you're feel missing. like the way that it was, everything went on. I feel like I'm missing something. I feel like there is more, and like he, the director, created that feeling for me. Versus like another movie that I'm like, okay, like there's nothing more to get out of this. Like I can just, it's like a feeling almost. I wish I could explain it better, but there's just based on like the amount of dialogue and how all the ones that I did get, there was so much to it 
the ones I didn't get, I'm like, I must be missing something then. But what if you watch it and then you don't get anything? Then it won't go up. Change yeah, the score. Be, yeah, yeah, it could be the same. But does it go down? No. B- because it's still amazing in it right, right. now. Yeah. Yeah, but it, like I, I feel like I could. I feel could, like this it, could only go up for me. Yeah, because but what it's if you already watch good. it, you know everything, and then you're like, you rewatch it again, and it's not as new, and it doesn't feel like you're like, oh yeah, I get it. Like it's been like, I understood it the whole time. There's nothing new. Like you might be getting a score higher right now because you're like, oh, there is more, so I'm gonna rate it mm, based that. on the fact yeah. that there, oh, there's more. No, well, if I you rewatch well, it, you could go down. I, I could. I don't. I wouldn't rate it saying, oh yeah, I think there is more. I'm gonna rate it based on yeah, what I, don't I could discover. It. I always based on what it is. Yeah, and if it if it rewatches and gets better, then you go up from there. If anything yeah, for but me, rewatch I, and go down. If anything for no, me, no, because the elements are still the same as when I watched yeah, it the first time. Exactly, those things don't change. If anything for me, I always rate lower at first, and it can go up. Yeah, but versus so rating like, higher, and it can I go unless down. I rewatched like it and I noticed bad things that I didn't catch on the first time, then it would go down. Yeah, but, but I'm that not most of the time. Those yeah, bad things are more overt usually for me, yeah. like sound mixing and tenant, for example. Like, yeah, that was bad. Something or like, a like flaw. the MacGuffin. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's that's a MacGuffin. Like, I knew it from the beginning. Like, literally, the only technical thing I can think of in this film was like the digital snow. Like, and it wasn't even bad. It just was obvious. Yeah. If anything, <laughs> like, that how just, do you have a s- snow constantly going on? Like, yeah, you can't. If anything, though, that just made it more dreamlike to me because yeah, because it looked kind of like dream Un- like unreal. yeah like yeah. unrealistic which it was supposed to right yeah I'm, i don't know you guys are saying that movies can't go down and it can i i'm they saying can go down. i didn't say yeah. they can go down i I'm said saying, if i noticed things like, that are it, bad what if I'm you saying watch this movie rewatch. again yeah you have everything maybe that's i'm there. just saying for me usually i rate lower so there is a much better chance a movie is going to go up on a rewatch for me versus down just because I'm harsher on the first watch than I am on the second watch, I guess. Well, okay. Here's what you're saying. You're saying that if you rewatch a movie and it's the exact same, it should go down. That's not true. If you watch a movie and it's the exact same, it should be the exact same score. If you rewatch a movie and you catch new things that help it go up, it goes up. If you catch things that are bad, it goes up. Notice the okay, like plot holes, or you notice that's bad thing, so it would go down. Yeah, it would go yeah, down. So you can go down. Yeah, I'm just. But saying, you said at first you just changed it because what you said at first was if you watch it and it doesn't go up yeah, or things it, don't fill in. So like, what if? What, yeah, okay, <laughs> fine. I said if, that if a at movie, the beginning if of the I say this movie is four four stars because I think I think that there's elements that are going to elevate this. No, and if I go, that's oh, not shit. how we're rating it. No, yeah. I'm rating it. I'm saying this is what I feel it is right yes. now. If I gain more out of you it, it's going to go, go up. What? You just said it go, you go lower than you do. Yeah. I'm saying normally I rate things and that it's I'm harsher on that first watch because I'm watching every little detail I can. Like I'm not going to start off higher because I think it could be better right. or else I would have done that for Tenet. <laughs> but... I rated Tenet harshly because that's what I felt now. But if I rewatch, I'm like, okay, like there's a lot of good things going for it that I like. Then it can go up is just much more unlikely for it to go down for me because I I feel like, I mean, I would have noticed that. You've already knocked it for the bad things. Yeah. It's harder to notice more bad things. Like I've, if I a notice the like same Tenet bad this, things, you get yeah. more good things. Like usually. I don't think Tenet's going to get worse on a rewatch. Like <laughs> right. that seems weird to me. Like I would have noticed that the first time if there was things that were going to be worse about it. 
Not necessarily. But not necessarily, but exactly. most of the time. I feel like I can gain more thing out of something versus just realizing more things I missed, or I guess. Or it could be 10 yeah. years from now and your taste might change. You know, I should be like, yeah. maybe this isn't as good as I thought. Uh, also and very possible. I mean, things change for sure. Within like a same week, <laughs> probably not going to go down, could go up. Well, we're talking about ratings a lot. I don't think I have much else to say. No. Do you want to rate it? Yeah. Okay. I didn't put my rating on there. I'm going to give it. Jacob doesn't know yet. <laughs> no, no, no. I got. All right. You guys go first and I'm going to think. Okay. I, I got a, sli- I'm between two right now. I gave it a three star. Okay. I gave it a 4.5. Well, damn. 4.5. Yeah. I it would be hard to get to a five star, but I don't. It, this has potential. I don't think it would be as hard for me. Because I think if there's things that I catch or whatever makes more sense, there's just it would be easier to yeah. push it up to that. There's like too little like that said, it did wrong for me, and yeah. like, like I said, yeah. technically I can't think of anything wrong, mm-hmm. and the things even if there's unanswered things, it's just because it's it's a surreal, dreamlike nature of it. It's not like it I don't the need narrative. everything to be explained. I don't yeah. need every small detail to be explained because dreams. Don't yeah. always make sense. It could be literally just to go for a tone, like the the dog shaking could just be to set a tone that Which this is, is not exactly normal. what I took it off. It made me yeah. feel uncomfortable instantly because it was unnatural. And it makes her like she looks at it weird. She's like she notices that okay, this is abnormal. That's what like, took it from like this normal relationship thing to like this dreamlike state almost. Right. right. Yeah, it was really well done. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Love it was because those things were so little, it. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It felt dreamlike, almost nightmarish at times. Uncomfortable. All right. You want to move on to what else we've been watching? Yeah. I mean, I only watched one other thing. This is my light week for once. Okay. So one thing that I watched all the way through, Jacob watched most of it. So we're going to talk oh, about it. Sacrilegious. Yeah. Even though Jacob hasn't finished it, we'll try to talk most i mean i literally don't have much to say about it at all me it's bill and ted face the music so this is the closing out the trilogy of bill and ted how many (laughs) years later they decided 20 30 30 years later yeah Yeah. i think this i think they were both in the 80s 80s? late 80s so yeah 30 years um okay so bill and ted face the music yeah this is 91 91. Okay. That was the second one. So still like 20 years. First one was 89. So it's still like 30 years. (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, This is the closing out of the Bill and Tread children. Hopefully they don't make any more. Um, they're not going to make any more. Yeah. It's hard to describe the plot, I guess, but we don't really need to. I mean, yeah, it's pointless. More time travel, more shenanigans. Um, You want me to read the synopsis? Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Once, once told they'd save the universe during a time traveling adventure, Two would-be rockers from San Dimas, California, find themselves as middle-aged dads still trying to crank out a hit song and fulfill their destiny. Yeah, so we watched the first one a lot in high school because our social studies teacher was obsessed, would put it lightly, with the first movie. Um, so we watched it a lot, and it kind of it kind of picks up where the first one ends in the fact that uh, they they need to create are, this. They have to song create the that song that was everybody. prophesized, yeah. and they have they are in the band Wild Stallions, and it kind of 
goes through like a, a brief history of them as the wild stallions up to this point. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it goes from there. Um, so I thought it was, this is a movie that was like almost exactly split for me. Like a lot, some things I liked and some things I didn't like almost right down the middle. A little I thought, bit more not like though. A little bit more because, because it was like so self-aware and like done on a budget and all those things. Like, yeah. In the beginning, I was like, oh, my God, I, this is going to be so bad. And then I like started going. I'm like, wow, this is like really self-aware and just yeah. actually kind of funny. It was funny. Yeah. So yeah. I was like pleasantly surprised. I was really glad it wasn't like just very stupid. And I, I don't know. I don't know, really know what to expect. So I will say that I've never seen the second one, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Neither have I. <laughs> and I think it affected it quite a bit because I feel like this movie is split in that the first half of it is very reminiscent and like almost like a modern do over of the first movie. And then it goes to revisit all the parts from bogus journey that I don't even know, which a lot of people don't like bogus journey anyway. So I'm, I guess maybe I'm glad I didn't watch it. I don't know. But like the thing with the robot didn't make any sense to me. That's apparently (laughs) that's from bogus journey. Uh, you know, hell death is like, death is just death. That's, I don't really think there's much more to gain from that other than yeah, how other than played the, in the nostalgia. Band. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same actor. All, all, everybody's the same, all the same actors, I guess, except for the princesses probably because these are the, the ones that are cast now are actually actresses like well-known actresses. Right. And in excellent adventure, they weren't anyway, pretty much a lot of the same cast. So that was nice. Um, and yeah, I liked a lot of the I liked a lot of the parts where they was reminiscent of Excellent Adventure when uh, their daughters were time traveling or or Bill and Ted were go- bouncing around times to find themselves at like different points <laughs> yeah. and they were all like super different and they would always just like be in fights with the themselves. prison. Yeah, the prison. <laughs> I thought all that stuff was great. It's kind of everything else that was like mediocre or really bad to me. So, but I felt like those parts were intentionally that way. Like this wasn't a movie that was like. Hey, I'm trying to be deep and like great, but Whoa, like, fuck no. but you felt there was so much heart you could feel in this movie. Like, it yeah. was clearly a low budget movie. I'm sure like Keanu Reeves took a like huge pay cut for what he normally gets for movies. Yeah, he did it for like just to come back. He did this to do it, like, yeah. and you could feel that. Maybe it was like a favor to Alex Winter because that guy's doing nothing, and he, yeah, you know, he was he probably jumped at the chance to be at this. I know, and, like. I was like, oh, all right, sure. That is the number one thing this movie has going for is just the heart. Like you can feel they were into it. Like they wanted to recreate these characters. They wanted to, it, it, cause it's ridiculous, but it, it was never meant to be anything more than ridiculous. Yeah, that's true. And that's why I'm glad it's self-aware is because it, it is ridiculous and it knows that, um, it, it was more of just like, kind of like the plot and like the writing as it went along, I felt like it got more convoluted and worse as it went. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like I had a very simple, um, you know, goal in the beginning, find yourselves at a certain point in time and get this song. Yeah. And then it goes like, it's way more confusing after that. And like, this isn't a movie that's not supposed to be confusing. It's supposed to be funny, stupid, yeah, and ridiculous. Like with the daughters and stuff. Yeah, and it's not, yeah. I'm not like as lost as I was in Tenet or whatever, but no. again, <laughs> yeah. hey, great triple bill. Time travel in this movie. Also. Another t- time travel movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, it gets too convoluted for what it is. It's a dumb, ridiculous movie that is, I felt like was too added too much to it because they wanted to fit in everything from 
both of those movies to hit on all of these nostalgia points that it felt like it was trying to do too much in the end. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't have any too many like nip picks or anything. I mean, it wasn't trying to be anything more than really anything more than it was for the most part, other than, right. you know, that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm really glad that. So when I heard this or I heard people talking about this movie being made and they brought up the daughters and basically they were saying how, from what I remember, maybe I'm remembering this wrong. They were saying the daughters is going to be like the main focus of the movie. And I was like, oh, my God, gonna that's like going to be so bad. Yeah. yeah, like I was like, this is not going to be good. I'm really glad that they didn't do that. They were pretty much delegated to a, a smaller role. A little like sub story. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it worked a lot better because I actually like both of the daughters. Like uh, I think, what's the girl's name? Billie Smart Jean Weaving. something. Oh. Smart Weaving is Alex Winter's daughter. Billie Jean something is. Isn't that the girl from? Uh, She's from that, that Netflix show movie? Atypical. Wasn't she in the... David Spade movie uh, just recently too. Or I don't know, chick? but she gets the Keanu like impersonation oh. of younger Keanu like no, perfectly. but the one girl was in it. Yeah, yeah that's she was in it also. Kristen yeah. Shaw. She was also in it. You're oh, thinking no. Bridget Lundy Payne. Bridget Lundy Payne. Why did I say Billy? Bridget Lundy Payne. Her name is Billy in the movie. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> she gets the Keanuisms like perfectly when he was like in Bill and yeah. Ted's role. Like she looks or acts just like him. Um, so yeah, I liked some of the stuff that they had to do. I, I wish it was just them collecting the mu- musicians and Bill and Ted fighting with them their older selves. Like I just wish that was like kind of the whole plot of the movie because they could bring it together in the end, basically the same way. Yeah. With nothing else to do with the robot or death or like the future people getting involved. Yeah. yeah. All that stuff was that's where it lost me. It was trying to do a little bit too much. That's what I was saying. Yeah. But overall, it never took itself seriously, really. So no. Oh, you don't know what the ending is. So no. I guess I. <laughs> I missed the last fifteen minutes. Yeah. So I mean, basically, it it resolves itself with the prophecy of like the song to unite the world or whatever. It's but not yeah. a big spoiler. <laughs> no, it's not. But yeah, I'm saying yeah, like yeah. you, they could have done what I said. Those two elements, they could have had that same ending without a lot of other elements, like. Yeah, them just like the robot like killing them and going to hell and all that stuff just to recruit death was yeah, it was like too much. <laughs> yeah. But I was past that. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah, I knew you yeah, figured you got past that. But, yeah. Uh yeah. So I thought it was a little bit better than average. Yeah. I gave it a three. I believe you give it a two. A two? I gave it a two. A little below average. <laughs> <laughs> My provision like, uh, it changed a whole star? No, my, I gave it a two. My per- provisional score, two point five. <laughs> I guess I have to see the end. If Maybe that I should give it, it a two point five. I'm. Yeah, I was gonna say you forget it's everything. It's worth. It's worth average. Uh, talk pretty high to It's it. definitely worth pretty average. Like, because they were so self-aware. There's like a huge like, okay, difference so from a movie. You know that what the letterbox is? Well, there are a lot of things. Too high. Yeah. Three three. Yeah. There are a lot of things that I can't remember that are just like yeah, probably things that I hated that. Oh, so like the wives to the princesses, like they were pointless. Their whole yeah, like, there's thing, a whole yeah. they set up this whole scene with them in this where whole they meet the subplot. old versions of themselves. Yeah, they and, set up a yeah. whole subplot and it resolves itself with like one line, like oh yeah, we we did meet you or whatever, and yeah, we don't care or something like that. It's really dumb. It just yeah. it's a it's a total BS subplot that doesn't even need to be there. Your like, boy's uh, the producer. My boy, Steven Soderbergh. Really, the Steven Soderbergh? Yeah. The hell? It's the same writers in all three movies too. 
Yeah, that makes sense. It feels like Chris <laughs> yeah. and Ed Solomon. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this movie had heart, and I would definitely recommend watching it. I mean, is there especially 80s vibes in it? Is there any eighties? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, if you seen um, the original like, yeah. back in this eighties, yeah. If you seen the original, you're gonna enjoy watching this movie. I kind of want to yeah. watch the second one before I watch. Do you think it be? You think it would help? I just or heard you, so many bad things the second one. So, so I don't know. the thing is, like, maybe a half a star. The the things the thing in this movie the things in this movie are that I hated are from Bogus Journey. So if you watch Bogus Journey, you hate it. You might hate this more, or yeah, maybe you'll like you it just more. Hate it just as much because pro- you know. I think the thing is like you have to you have had to watch Bogus Journey when it came out, so that way you have at least some nostalgia watching this. Right. So the thing is, you're gonna watch Bogus Journey now, not have any nostalgia for it, and well, it's not it, good. Or, yeah, yeah, not yeah, but like we can it, get nostalgia then, from the first one. Oh, I see what you're saying though. Yeah, 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 yeah. right. Exactly. That's, the that I liked was the <laughs> that's why adventure. we like this one because hey, the nostalgia of the first one. Right. The, this has three. A uh, bogus journey has three, three on Letterboxd. Because if you take it for what it is, like I mean, it's dumb, but, but it's both meant kind to of be. Cult classic movies like cult classic. Oh yeah, they even if they're bad, ratings. they get overrated. Yeah. Yeah. So but I'm saying it. First one was three six, and the next two are three three. Yeah. I mean, maybe I two th- is a little unfair, but I, not really. I think it would be like a heavy two. <laughs> Light two and a half. I think it's a pretty easy two and a half just because, I mean, I had fun watching it. It was a fun movie. Yeah. Two and a half. And you could average. tell, like, there was so much heart put into it and the, the actors and stuff. Well, the special actually, effects are pretty bad, too. They're pretty bad. Like, be, like really bad. Like, green screen. Like, we're yeah. past the point of when being able to... When they go into the same future... Same thing with Milan, the, We're past the point of being able to tell have an obvious green screen. Yeah. Yeah, the future scene When they terrible. first go to the future, like, yeah. before they get to their telephone booth, I'm like, oh my God. You know who yeah. the cinematographer this, like, this was? No. It's a, the dude Deacons? that did... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The dude that did... Um, oh God, why am I blinking? Oh, the first... Uh, the first Captain America. Hmm. Why would I know who that is? Shelly Johnson. And he did uh, another one, another big movie too, actually. I'm surprised you didn't know that. Anyway. A Marvel movie? There was well, nothing yeah, to write home about about the cinematography. <laughs> I don't watch Marvel movies for the cinematography. I know, but it's like you it wouldn't be anyone like with any type of... Yeah. Like, it was a fun movie Whoops. to watch. Whoops. I mean, I feel like people... If you've seen the first or I guess both the first and the second, you'll have a good time watching it. But you're not going to get anything out of it. Right. You can tell it's a heartfelt movie that the actors were having. Like everyone involved was having a great time making it. But it's not a deep. There's nothing more to gain out of it. Right. Okay. uh, So apparently I'm just in this. I've watched all these movies that fit a perfect theme of not really time. Well, I mean, time is definitely an element, but just mindfuck movies. So I watched, rewatched Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko? From 2001. <laughs> the Donnie Darko. And this is a movie that I used to have very high in my top films of all time. And that's because I was, you know, an angsty teen probably watching this. Thinking that was, was so only, cool. I watched it with you. Yeah, thinking it was so Back cool. At, was it your house? <laughs> I don't remember whose Could house. Could be. Was. I probably tried I think to show it as many people as possible. It yeah, it was your house. Part of the guy's night. Yeah. <laughs> and it is still amazing but there are little flaws in it so i love obviously the concept and everything like with fate and uh the time elements and just how like you can see your fate and all these questions that it poses 
I love all that stuff. There's just like little nitpicks in it. I mean, this was like a total, almost like a mistake from Richard Kelly because it's pretty well known that he's not a good director at all. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, however he adapted this was, it just worked out in his favor. And we, <laughs> dang, I wish I could like turn this into a game somehow. The cast in this movie is completely insane. The amount of people, of well-known people in this movie is insane. Uh, mm-hmm. So the first time, the f- this was the first time I noticed this. They have these um, VHS tapes that they watch or whatever from, you know, the guy Patrick, Patrick Swayze, he produces them and they're supposed to be like, turn, turn fear into love and all that bull crap or whatever. Basically religious propaganda. And then uh, in the in the one of those tapes that they watch, there's a character, a recurring character that pops up. And the first person I'm like, she looks super familiar. What is she from? Pause the movie. I'm like, I think that's Lynn from The Office. Like the one episode, Kevin's <laughs> girlfriend, Lynn, or two, oh, she's yeah, in two episodes. Linda. Yep. And I was like, I think that's Lynn from The Office. And I'm like, if I get this right, fucking give it to me, baby. <laughs> and yeah, sure enough, it was Lynn from The Office. And then there's another scene that I completely forgot about where the kids are kind of talking. Ashley Tisdale yep. is in it. And Jerry Trainer from Drake and Josh. Crazy Steve. He's really? in this movie. Yeah, like totally like one line. They have one line in the movie and they're they're gone. Uh, Seth Rogen's in it, but uh, he's like, he doesn't have a big role, but I knew it was him before. Um, yeah, there's just tons of people in this movie. Drew Barrymore. Yeah, she's like she's a teacher, so she has a bigger role. Um, Beth Grant is one of the teachers. She has like a bigger role in it, but I didn't realize how much she was in when I watched it before. Like she's in like a lot of comedy shows. She's in um, the one with the Hulu show that that um, Mindy Kaling did. Hulu. Yeah, oh, what's uh, that show where she's a doctor? She's in that show. Fuck, I can't think of it. I have no idea. Yeah, anyway, yeah, she did like a bunch of comedy stuff after, but yeah, just stacked cast. Anyway, yeah, I love it. There's like, like I said, just a few small things, nitpicks that I brought it down for, but uh, oh yeah, one thing was the score. I forgot how good the score was. Amazing score. The Mindy Project. There's Yeah, the Mindy Project. Uh, there's one problem uh, that I have. It shifts, There's a there's a point where it shifts into like this weird slapstick comedy kind of music score and it's only for like a small part so i don't know why they do that yeah it's just really (laughs) odd and i it's it does give you like a hyper like a hyper realized vision of like suburban life which i love like i love the outfits and how it feels like so much like just that time period of like 1988 oh it's amazing dude yeah this movie is I literally haven't watched Just it since we watched it at your house. Like a, like a perfect <laughs> in storm. high school. Yeah. Perfect storm because it, it, obviously Richard Kelly is known to be bad. Yeah. Like he did The Box. Yeah. He did Southland Samantha Tales. Darko and Southland. Did he, I think he directed Samantha Darko. Southland, Southland t- um, Tales. Southland yeah, Tales. Yeah, which is too. like laughed at. And you know the fucking oh, no, he didn't the, the original music, the score? It's the same guy that did it's King uh, of Staten Island. Lovebirds, they're all comedies. Lovebirds, really? Yeah, he did Lovebirds. Wow. The score. I'm gonna know it's if you say it. What's his name? Um, Michael Andrews. Oh no, I didn't know that. Hmm. Um, but great score, great mix of score and soundtrack. So the soundtrack's amazing uh, too. Bridesmaid, Bad Teacher, Dewey Co- Walk Hard. The well, Dewey Bridesmaid Cox. is known for being well received. I've never seen. No, it like, but the 
Oh, original music. Why do you think of that? Yeah, that's interesting. Like all those movies, they're all comedies, and that's why it's funny that you said the slapstick comedy. Like, (laughs) yeah, that's true. Maybe there it is. He did like uh, Neighbors Two, Sex. Neighbors had a second. Tammy movie. Neighbors One, The Heat. Oh, Neighbors. They're all literally his entire. That's filmography is comedies. But yeah, like this. <laughs> 53 movies and they're all comedies. What song? Except Donnie Darko. <laughs> Except, like, it's probably his first one. Then he's like, his, oh, that slapstick part, that was good. Let's do That's that. what I'm going to do for the rest of mine. But he has, like. It's his third movie. It's almost like. Your second movie. Yeah. You remember this theme? I barely remember this movie. This would have been, Great like, and then it 12 shifts. years ago. He has, like, part of it is, like, almost kind of like Zimmeresque or Johan, like. It gets very like synthy, synthy, hard, harsh too. This part, this is all the same song. Hmm. What happened? Yeah. Sometimes people who show a lot of promise in the beginning turn out not. He did Paris Jatem too, wasn't that based on something we watched? What was it? Paris Jatem. Oh, I've seen that. I don't know. Paris Jatem. Anyway, Donnie Darko. Love it. Jake Gyllenhaal, early Jake Gyllenhaal, amazing, great performance. Yeah, all the acting is really solid. Love how it looks. Love everything. Thing is, it's 2001, so the effects, there's like well, some, yeah. they go, they do some CG effects that are like, ooh, yikes. It dates it a little bit. But, yeah. Love it. All right, go ahead, Jacob. So, the other movie I watched was a rewatch of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World on Netflix. Edgar Wright was director, had Michael Sarah in it, a few other people. <laughs> What's your face? And there's a lot of people in it. There's a lot of people in it. Rewatching it, love it. It's so good. And like it came out in what, 2010. 10. And like special effects still blow me away, which I loved at the time because the way they do it is so as being a nerd gamer myself, like forever, just all the little not you should. It's You've on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Know. You will. It's. <laughs> I feel really like good. maybe it's so good. Like or parts of it. Special effects, amazing to this day. Like amazing editing. It's Edgar, right? Like hilarious editing. Hilarious. Like it's crazy when you watch to see how funny. Like just cuts and stuff can be, or like moving out. I like he sets up so many gags just on editing without any words spoken that pay off later. Yeah, which make it hilarious. I was just la- laughing at. And if you love anime or you love like gaming, you can enjoy some of the action scenes in it so well. And. All the acting does great. I mean, Anna Kendrick's in it too, I think. And yeah, there's just some random people in it. Yeah, I mean, there's not really a lot to complain about. Obviously, it's over the top. Obviously, it's a basic story. But even the basic story, it's this main guy who likes this other girl. And in order to be with her, he has to defeat her seven evil ex-boyfriends or exes. Exes. Because there's girls too. (laughs) And like... Yeah, it's just, it's a great time to watch. Like, it's great action. It's funny. Uh, acting's good. There's really not a lot to complain about. Except, I mean, it's pretty basic overall, I guess. 
but the way it does it is so well done that yeah i i can't see i don't understand how movies like this don't do well well like his like he's not someone that's gonna set up like a, a super complex plot like his his movies take uh he kind of uses um almost like he takes the skeletons of other things and then puts the meat and flesh on them like uh Shaun of the Dead movies. is like a zombie movie but he's going to put it's not only like yeah it's one of the best zombie movies yeah Hot yeah. Fuzz is like uh you know like a cop buddy cop a buddy cop or like a you know thriller um with a a twist in it that you know he fills out the rest and Scott Pilgrim is very much just a uh basically a video game like what is the like what's the plot of most video games it's mario he's trying to save the princess but he's got to fight a boss first to get to her yeah. you know things like that he's just taking that same structure and filling out the rest of it and so well like it's so well done like the editing and special effects alone make this movie worth watching they're so well done I love it. And it's hard to even think of a movie like it, honestly, with these kind of effects. Yeah, it, it's comic book-esque, I guess, with the effects. Like, you'll see, like, when they're playing the bass guitar, you see, like, like D's coming out of the guitars. So it's like... Yeah, like, he knocks them out in coins. Yeah, like River City Ransom. If you ever played that, you kill the bad guys in that. They turn into coins. Yeah. Every time he kills someone, they just turn into a bunch of like change. Mm. And it, it's so fluid in the way it's done. Like it looks great. It's I mean, it's 10 years old now, which isn't super old. But I mean, you see other movies from that same time and they don't hold up that well. This perfect. It, literally, there's nothing that just stands out. Oh, that looks bad now. No, looks great now. I guess because a lot of it was practical, too. And like the effects that were done were like words or like stylistic choices that yeah. just add on to it. Aren't it's almost it's like not, they're, not, they're not supposed to blend with real life, so it makes it easier for them to get away with. Exactly. You know? Yeah. It's not like they're making this car- CG character. They're making yeah. CG effects that were always meant to look cartoony or gamey or anime-ish. Like, and it just yeah, it's. I, I love it today like I loved it then when I first saw it in theaters which very few people did <laughs> that was the last time you watched it you think yeah it was 10 years ago yeah when oh, I watched so it in theaters is, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think I've seen it twice now yeah but it's been a long time also yep theaters and then now and it I love it just as much if not more than I did then so I mean it's on Netflix there's no reason for anyone not to watch it like if you like gaming or like well done editing or acting or like writing, like yeah, if you like Edgar Wright at all, I think I like Shaun of Death kind of. Hot Fuzz, World's End, Hot Fuzz. or Baby Driver. Nope, you're missing out on a lot wow. of really good movies. Like your turn after his, yeah, with Edgar, Edgar Wright, Wright. Yeah, Edgar Wright Premium. Let's do, do that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's just like he has such style and you could say like Tarantino, you know, like that's a Tarantino movie. That's style. But he does style in his own way that's not like Tarantino mm-hmm. style, but it's still like this hyper style like just everything has this like meaningful cut or camera turn or 
effect that happens and it's all so calculated and well done that there's very little to criticize about this movie honestly other than the fact that it is not it's i mean puddle deep honestly Mm. but it's just so much fun to watch but again like i think if it gets criticized for something like like the characters let's say like you don't you don't know that much about Scott besides like he's a hero. Well, how much do you ever know about like, especially old video games, eight bit characters? Yeah. What do you know besides their name and that yeah. they're the hero? <laughs> yeah. You don't know anything. It's going off. It's trying to fit that style and that story. So you have and to go with And then he makes that. it so much fun and technically is like amazing. I mean, every, even the cinematography, there's so many well done framing and shots that are just like, you're like, even as like an objective, just going for that kind of stuff, you'll be like, yeah, that is super well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved it. So, I mean, I, I gave it, I think a four and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did I say what I gave Donnie Darko? Four and a half. Okay. <laughs> Both four and a half. Yeah. Right. Four and a half. Wait, so why is it not a five? Yeah. You love it. Not, well, again, because there's, I guess there's nothing more to take out of it. If you want to get that five, it has to be like. Okay. That much, that little bit or different. No, if I people, didn't know what yours yeah, was for that. I mean, movie. that's it for me. It's just I had nothing. There's nothing to take from it. It's, yeah, it's a self-contained, amazingly well done technically and everything like good time to watch, but it's shallow. Yeah. And okay. but that doesn't mean it. Everyone should watch it. It's so it's so sad that a movie like this failed. Yeah. Okay, I'll go. Well, this is uh, this will be my last thing I talk about. Um, I rewatched Spirited Away. Oh yeah, I want to watch rewatch that also too. From, I saw you rewatch that. I was literally about to rewatch that this week. Also from two thousand one, which is weird, and also kind of a mind fuck, which is weird. So um, this was basically coincidence too. Like I didn't mean to watch all of these. It's one together. of my favorite movies. I like it a lot. Like don't get me wrong, I love Spirited Away. I think the number one thing it has going for it is basically the animation and you know how it looks. It's very, very visually well done. I mean, all of Studio Ghibli films are, so it's no surprise there. They're going 3D this time, though. Do you see that? Oof. I don't know yeah. if I'm gonna like I don't that. Know about that. It doesn't look good from what the test. Thing yeah, showed. because you lose all of the all of the just hand animation is like such so beautiful like yeah. you lose all that their newest movie has screenshots out right now and it's cg oh that's Oof. rough okay well it's not directed by miyazaki so it's no i think why. it is he's back oh, is it yeah he's back oh boy he like okay i gotta get back my hands on this again <laughs> okay well that aspect is great I didn't. I watched it dubbed, which I regret now. I really want to watch it subbed sometime. Which I don't think I've ever watched it subbed, actually. Yeah, I've you. There's some. There's like one question Wait. that I had, which was cleared mm-hmm. up by the by just by watching subbed. But, um, yeah, the thing. My biggest complaint with it is like there's a lot of good things to say. My, it's easier to say the complaints. My biggest complaint is that I think you can tell in this movie more than his other movies that it didn't have a script. And that it was just kind of filled out as it went. And I don't know Japanese lore or a lot of Japanese things. So a lot of this movie is kind of lost in that. And there's definitely the basic elements that you can pull from it still. And, and in the dub, they, I don't think you lose any of that by translation, but it's easy to pick up things that you're supposed to. But the main theme is that this 
she's supposed to have this transformation or whatever. It's just kind of like a coming of age story, right? And I wish it was either longer or they just spent more time in the beginning kind of getting to know Chihiro. 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 Because uh, I don't feel like I don't feel like I really had like a it had she had like an impactful transformation to me. I mean, I would have to. Re- it's been a long it's time. Yeah, I, time it. I remember loving but it. Like I've watched. it That's my bias coming times. through. I just I love that. And Princess yeah. Mononoke. Okay. I think Princess I mean, Mononoke is Nausicaa in the, the Valley of Wind, Howl's film. Moving Castle, Kiki's Delivery is, Service, Grave of the Fireflies. I love all of them. I think this yeah. is like his most coveted though for sure like, i mean it's won oscars for it yeah it is but it's doesn't mean it's not overrated it's still great though it is great and yeah. i think it could go up on another rewatch especially because it's been so long since i've seen this probably before i even started watching film seriously well, so this was like my first yeah. serious look at it and then rewatching it whether it's sub and trying to get more from it i could get more from it then but just like the main thing, like the biggest parts of the movie is her transformation. I didn't feel that much from, and the whole story does feel kind of as you go, things happen, not like a cohesive vision more like, I feel like princess Monoke is very like has a vision, has a story and has a better, uh, metaphorical meaning also. than I do like the metaphorical meaning in this a lot though. Like, greed and capitalization and stuff like that especially after uh post-world war post-world war ii japan how like they had this economic boom and uh you know consumerism took over and all those things and yeah there's all of those metaphors in here i like that stuff but the main element is still jihiro like maybe if it focused on that more it wouldn't be as you know wouldn't connect as much for kids because ultimately this is kind of a kids movie but yeah. Have you seen Grave of the Fireflies? I haven't. All the Ghibli films are on HBO Max. I'm planning on going through them you all. You should watch that one. Yeah. That's I was gonna, rough. Grave of the Fireflies or That's Totoro is number one on my list. Oh, you haven't seen Ghibli. My Neighbor Totoro? Oh, my God. I've only seen Ponyo, uh, Howl's Moving Castle, I've seen Princess Mononoke, and Spirited Away. I've seen So I've seen like them. less than half of the Ghibli films. I think I've seen literally every one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you. oh, the Miyazaki like film. Right. Because there's the, like, his nephew or whoever made some too, and I haven't seen those. Yeah. Well, I mean, the main I think ones. I've seen my neighbor Totoro too, actually. It's great. But Grave of the Fireflies will have you, like, that's a heavy movie. I'll probably like that one more. It's heavy. It's not like a kid's movie. Like, no. That was early days, too, though. Yeah. It's him, heavy. Yeah. Oh, my God. What yeah. is it called? Grave, Grave of the, of the Fireflies. Fireflies. That one will make you, you like sure tear true? up. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I promise. So I've seen that twice too. Yeah. I really, mm. really liked it. But I think until I have a chance to rewatch it subbed, I'm going to go with a four, which is great. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But not as high as everybody says. I guess I've never watched it with my like Grave cynical of the eyes. Isn't, more, rewatch isn't it. Miyazaki? It's Ghibli, though. It's Ghibli, though. But yeah. I was is like, it I not, said, is it Miyazaki? You said, yeah. Is it not Miyazaki? <laughs> no, it's ah, Isao surprised. Takahata. I'm surprised. Miyazaki has nothing to do with it? Mm-mm. I wonder well, what his first movie was. It's amazing. Grave of the Fireflies is in the 80s. 88. Yeah. It's great. Who's Whoever first? did it. Yeah. Who, what was Miyazaki's first directorial film? M- film? Animated film. 
Nausicaa of the Nausicaa Valley of Wind. Also great. Right. Then Conan the Future Boy. I actually haven't seen that one. No. Well, I guess it's only 49 minutes. Oh, it's a short. Oh, okay, yeah. Castle in the Sky was next. Oh, another. That, I forgot that one, too. Howl's Moving Castle, too. Yeah. You might be thinking Howl's Moving Castle. Maybe. All right. Well, that's it for me. Josh, did you have anything? I don't think you did. I watched Goblet of Fire, but I'm still... Oh, God. Still working through those. Still working through the Harry Potters. All right. So let's talk about some in-house stuff real quick. I know it's been a long time coming, but if everything goes according to plan, if Josh just watches part three this week, I know I've freaking forgot to bring it. I brought it. I know it was my fault. I forgot to bring it. So we've been putting it off and putting it off. Finally going to get to the Godfather premium that should be being recorded next weekend. And that will be out very soon. Then we can finally move on to, I think, the rest of Nolan's filmography besides Dark Knight. So... Look forward to that. Uh, anything else? No. In-house stuff? No? I mean, What's next week? I think next uh, week... Devil, Devil all, the time. all the time. That's what I was going to say. So I think next week that'll be our featured review. I don't think we have anything else to add. We'll have... Other Roddy P film. Yeah, for featured reviews. So that'll be out Friday, so we'll have to watch it right away so we right can away. get... Uh, It'll be easier. This is my easy week, so yeah, I got okay. plenty of free time. Cool. So we'll have a lot of other stuff that we watch then too. Uh, yeah. So you can send in questions and comments to suds and cinema podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, suds at suds and cinema podcast. Follow myself on Instagram and untapped at the KG project. I'm on both of those as JSL517. That's J S A L 517. And I'm on both platforms as Josh underscore Saldana. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys.